mentality is what keeps us together. Hey, Hey, this is Saya. I'm Carol. It's Tiffany. I'm Nicole. And this is what keeps us together. Basically the group chat in your head. Living rent free. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. That's right. Do all the things. Do all the things. Well, if you couldn't tell by now, we have a special guest in the building today. Um, Before I even get into names and all the other things, I just want to say this person I have known for, this has got to be, what, 14, when we were 14 or 15 years old? Freshman freshman year of uh, high school. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Disrespectful. You wow, Carol's right, because it really is you lately. It really is. Because I usually care about your role. Wow. It's all of the bullets. It's like right out of the gate. It's Scorpio season. Can't even get introductions. Scorpio season, and it just happens. Is that what it is? It is. I'm not lying. You know, that's fair. I mean, it is my hurricane weekend. Oh, it is. I don't actually be proud of that, but. I know. Go for it. Sorry. Anyways. Anyway. Right. Sorry. Wow. We tangent all the time, as y'all know. So. I've known this person since freshman year of high school. Um, we have been friends for the, a long time through different situations in our lives. Um, I know them as Piwa. Everyone else is getting to know them as Reverend Piwa Langini. Um, but I do want to say I've known. She's originally from South Africa, um, has spent decades at this point um, dedicating themselves to people, dedicating themselves to um, helping others and, and building relationships and bonds. Um, I know you're currently, or you spent some time in um, Missouri, but you're now currently uh, in Georgia and you're, you're working at the United Church of Christ Center of Analytics, Research, Development, and Data oh, cool. as the first ambassador for innovation and engagement, wow. um, as well impressive. as um, uh, Owns uh, quite a few businesses that I've known over the years. Okay, um, entrepreneur, slight flex. Yes, yes, slight flex, slight flex. Um, and I will say one of the things that we um, got a chance to experience that I don't know that I've even thought about having, but um, her daughter and I were great friends when we were coming up. That's my dog, but anyway, all the way. Um, we we've just gone through a lot, so this is. It's gonna be a great episode in my you know, spending some time talking to somebody who I've known for a long time and having them on is nicer. But welcome, welcome, awesome. welcome. 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 Yes, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Awesome to be here. Yeah, glad to be here. All right. So uh we normally do our uh song of the week. That's not happening today. Right, we're, we're looking forward to it. I imagine yeah. they weren't, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they were. I believe they were. Um, our uh, discussion today is going to be on uh, disclosure. Um, and in general, this is just disclosing and allowing people to enter into maybe a space of you sharing something that may be personal to you or something that people do not understand or may not have any background on that. I want to. Um, Start with our cultural reference in this case, in this discussion that we're having today, we're going to be talking about trans disclosure. Um, in general, disclosure can, can be a small spectrum of things, but this in particular, we're going to be talking about trans disclosure. That means across from um, not only um, uh, gender, but also sex. So it's, you know, it, 
dis- disclosing who you are to others um, when from a trans perspective. Um, we have a cultural reference this week that is going to be actually. I just realized I cannot pull it up because uh, I don't have IG. Oh, I didn't know you canceled the whole thing. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. Just realized. So bear with us. We're gonna do a cultural reference. Uh, the cultural reference comes from um a recent uh tick no TikTok TikTok trend. trend that we saw happening. We wanted to talk about. Okay. Okay. So I need advice, y'all, on my from my trans sisters. How the fuck do y'all tell dudes y'all trans? Cause I can't do that shit. Like, I'm terrified. All right. We wanted to uh also I kind of gave, but did you want to get the full definition? Sure. Nicole, what? So disclosure. definition of disclosure. The action of making new or secret information known, trans disclosure specifically, when a trans person decides to tell a person in any context that they are transgender instead of cisgender. Is that right? This can take place in the workplace, in friendships, medical situations, and romantic sexual relationships. GTS. Hashtag. That's right. On the Googles. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So where we're going to kick it off is for you, Piwa, what information do you feel entitled to when you're dating from someone else? Yeah, um, it's actually very fascinating because in general, you know, I struggle with the word entitled, right? Especially like when I do like anti-racism work as well. Um, I think that actually is why this topic of disclosure is very difficult, right? Is that language of entitlement? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't believe anyone's really entitled to anything that mm. you're not given, right? Um, however, right, um, when it comes to, uh, like, dating life, right, um, I guess, like, okay, first of all, this is, like, the longest, my longest single streak, so there's that. Um, and I'm certain, though, part of that is is that challenge of, like, when and how do you disclose, you know, um, mm-hmm. when, um, on the one hand, right, like, not telling someone that you're trans or you've, like, journeyed in some manner with your gender, uh, it comes across as deceptive and there's like a lot of violence that can follow as a result. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, right. You're, we're in this culture that's like, people want to, you know, like kind of like the don't ask, don't tell, like the more you talk about it, the more you're kind of being accused of like shoving it down people's throats, like mm-hmm. we're talking about it. So it's like, how do you find that balance of right, right. when to disclose and when not to, when, you know, really being trans is like just a piece of who I am. Right. Um, and not the entirety of who I am. Exactly. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it is a piece that makes me whole, but it's not the whole piece of me. Um, I like that. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Bars? I do. So you, there's nothing, even when you're meeting someone new, that you feel like they should tell you off the bat? Or is it just you just feel like whatever they feel comfortable sharing is fine? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think for me, though, uh, it could very well also be because, like, my attractions, right, aren't necessarily... Um, like, I guess I don't need to know all those details to find someone attractive. Um, mm. And just because I find someone attractive doesn't mean I have to be with them, you know? So, like, for right. me, I don't feel like I need that information. Um, I do feel, you know, for some folk, it is important information, especially for folk who um, religiously or culture, whatever reasons, right, feel like it's not okay. Um, for me, at least when I go into a situation, I usually just, like, 
whatever someone genders me as, like, that's what I'm gonna be. Like, it just, it's, that tends to be, you know, for a matter of safety. Um, mm-hmm. So if someone reads me as a dude, like, that's cool. That's what we're gonna do, right? If they read me as a woman, like, I'm not gonna stop and correct them. You know, now if I'm in a relationship with folk, I do, you know, spend the time and like, okay, cool. Like, let's work on this. This helps me feel respected and seen fully. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, in, in when I was living in Missouri still and driving up to Michigan to go home and stuff, right? You're, it's, you're driving through like a lot of Southern, either Southern Indiana or Southern Illinois. And um, I used to like not even drink water or beverages so I could like avoid having to pee over mm. this eight and a half hour, nine hour drive, right? Mm, wow. Because in this situation of bathrooms, like if I use a bathroom that I have to decide like how do people read me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so these like trans bathroom laws, which I'm sure we'll get into some more before this conversation is over. But like the way that people decide that, I guess they're entitled to police my body and mm-hmm. somehow my gender is a threat to theirs. Mm-hmm. Like, I still don't really yeah. understand that, you know, how yeah. my being me threatens your gender or your sexuality or your fill in the blank, your religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. But just to be clear, um, we wanted to start with this question because um, there is a lot that can be disclosed in dating situations that has nothing to do with gender. Right. So, like, I guess that the, that's where we're coming from. Like, I know situations where people have been on, like, um, almost relationship status of dating someone. And then they were like, oh, I also have a two year old. And mm-hmm. they were like, well, you should have told mm-hmm. me that sooner. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, like, are there things like that? No, that and like other like topics that have that you feel like should be disclosed sooner rather than later in um dating situations yeah that's those are great questions yeah i mean i feel like for me um i guess like before the relationship got kind of physical right i feel like there's some disclosures for example like cool like when was your last test like what do we need to know about each other yes like that's like a for me like that's that's definitely one that you know uh before that moment you know I guess it's not really my business I guess right um and like I mean yeah like my my daughter is like what 24 and a half um she's had her half birthday early this week um I love that you know that (laughs) (laughs) she didn't let me stop celebrating when she was little I was like oh cool do the half birthday and then she was like on her 18 and a half birthday she's like <laughs> you forgot my half birthday I'm like nah, bro, you're an adult now like that's awesome it is I love it you set that bar all these years later when's yeah. her birthday May. just curious May 8th yeah. no <laughs> but you already working wait she's that. a Taurus yes yeah, oh I love Taurus this and a Leo. Oh, Lord. Yeah. what you do you do with tell. that I love this for her you can't tell I feel like okay I'm a Taurus I, don't do that I know but May Tauruses I have two of them in my family and they are just that little bit of characteristic. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Nicole's like one gift. I don't care when you celebrate, you're only getting one present. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, in the, like the interest of like making this um, more conversational and less uh, interrogated, uh, uh. do other people want to answer the question? Like, are there things that like, yes, do you feel like when you're, you were dating that you feel like yeah. you should I'm be? glad you said that. Because okay. I feel like in light yeah, of our one. recent postings, is Taco Tuesday a thing for you or not? Because it might be a deal maker. <laughs> That's real. Yeah. yeah. When I, I remember when I was dating and some, I found out later, I always, when I was dating, I was like, do you have children? Just, I feel like that's something you should tell someone. And I remember when I asked him the first time, he said no. And then I found out later, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go pick up my son. I was like, wait, you. Did he find out why y'all were together? 
Not did no, he find out? No, he knew already. I mm, just lies. found out through like a casual conversation. I'm like, don't. Why would you lie about? And the baby, and it was a baby too. That's why he lied about. So I was like, right? Like, uh, uh-uh, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. <laughs> right? <laughs> not you going to go visit your toddler? Like, I'm good. Mom had it as bad as people not disclosing uh, either previously being married or currently married. Uh, oh, currently married is important. Previously married matters. Yeah, I mean, it's not a deal breaker, but hey, are you? No, it's not. But it's like, are you, because some of that comes with stuff. Yeah. You still try to. So emotional stuff. A lot of stuff. Yeah. So I'm just like, let's, I'm not going to, marriages fail. I'm not about to like not talk to you because your marriage failed. Mm -hmm. I just need to know what I'm going to be dealing with when, yeah, like, no, there's no, yeah, that comes with stuff and I need Mm -hmm. to mentally be prepared. But also if you are currently married, working on a divorce, where are you, you in the process? Where, where are we yeah. on the process? Have you filed? Yeah. Let's not talk about I'm single, but really I'm living a single right. life. Right. But still fully married. You're separated emotionally, but you're still in the same house. I mean, right. Which what is exactly it? do you need to know? <laughs> I think I used to always ask, like, you know, status and like when's the last time that you were tested. But I also used to be like, have you ever had physical relations with the man? Like, is this like, I don't ever want to be walking down the aisle and be like oh by the way i uh this is of interest to me like i just wanted to know like from the gate like is is this a thing or not <laughs> you know another good one is um what do you bench because that's important <laughs> what do you for me? i literally thought i was gonna be like something so serious so, right, no, I, respect that. I respect that no, 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 no. none a, of yours have been serious it's an important question <laughs> it's funny to me i mean <laughs> I like to have fun. I appreciate you. Married are kind of goofy, what is but your, never mind. I need to know what you bitch because that's gonna make a difference in life. Do, do, do. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm. And the acrobatics you have in mind. Got it. Okay. Mind of my business. Mm. Okay. Um. Let me. Oh. Good. Okay. Um. Where's the line between preference and bigotry? Uh. Trans homophobia. So asking whether or mm-hmm. not, in this sense, with regards to do I have a preference for someone based upon, you know, whatever your, your, your type of your preference is, but it may be. When does it cross the line? Yeah, like mm-hmm. it could possibly yeah. cross the line. It's just like, oh, I don't know. I only date all black women. I only date all trans or not. Um, I think this and, question also. also Oh, oh go, sorry, ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. No. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think it comes up a lot because um, women in particular, as Tiffany kind of referenced, is when they'll be like, oh, I don't want to date a bisexual man or I don't right. want to date a man that has had a sexual experience with another man. So I think for a long time we were like, oh, that's a preference of mine. But as of late, it's been um, questionable if that being um homo homophobic or biphobic or what have you so so is it or can is it is it well let me answer to clear my name because (laughs) (laughs) just just before (laughs) (laughs) and i asked very vaguely it's just a buckle head well it's not a it's not that it's a deal breaker what is a deal breaker to me is if you're lying about it yeah like if if, if you if you are can't be honest with yourself about it yeah then it's True, that is problematic. Yeah, that creates a scary yeah. And I wasn't accusing dynamic. you. I no, just, I just, <laughs> I feel you. But I just feel like the inference yes. can be made, and I just I wanted it to you. be very but clear. But I've also heard a lot of 
black women in particular say that they don't want to date bisexual men. Yep. So yep. is it a preference or is it a phobia? Also, why is it such a question in the black community? I feel like I, I mean, never been black, so I don't really know about anybody else. <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like I've seen this Fair. example. I know it's gonna sound real, but on the show Sisters. Oh yeah. Um there's like a whole the the I feel like the entire storyline of this one particular it couple is. is based off of um this man who she has interest in who whose parents are um two gay men two gay men and he asked her to do something one time while they were intimate and she was like wait a minute he wanted her to play with his booty hoe <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she she was thrown <laughs> off it wasn't just play with it but he wanted to play with her box of toys with it. uh so she okay. was super thrown off and she was like wait a minute like are you is that what you're into or and he explained to her yeah. like to give the background he explained to her that you know anatomically for some men, their G spot oh, is no, maybe not, not, all men. Oh, all men. Yeah. All, all men. Like to act like they don't all. Yeah. yeah. Can easy you can access the G spot easier in in men through their rectum. That booty hoe. And, see, I'm trying to use political <laughs> correction. Here you are. Why are we like this? <laughs> and and he was just trying to explain that to her, and she's like, "You're no. gay." She kept saying you're gay. Right. That's all she kept saying. Right. You want me to play with your booty hole and you wear panties. Like, okay, we're getting off. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, no, that's I really, I, what she said I in the love story. The show. I'm not saying that it's correct. No, I'm just saying that's what's in the no, show. Okay. That's why she said it's off. But okay. Okay, yeah. but anyway, go ahead. All right. But no, that's definitely, I feel like, you know, it's not even about specifically, um, I mean, it, it's, it's, we bring it down to like, you know, black masculinity, for example, right? Like mm. you can't be, you know, like you're not supposed talk to cry. Talk you're supposed about to be it. like firm, whatever, right? So all this, you know, behavioral, you know, cultural yes. behavioral acceptances, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I would say leads into the culture of like Don Low Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fact that a sure. lot of our black men are imprisoned and then we normalize prison rape as though it's like, which just that's just what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's actually, I don't remember the documentary I was watching, but like, a lot of men come out of prison and that's, you know, if they've been there since they were kids, basically, then they kind of like start messing with trans women because, you know, that's their way, I guess, of like still being mm. heterosexual out in the world, mm. but they're kind of used to like, I guess the, the logistics of like, you know, male bodied um, or like pre-transition, you know, trans women yeah. um, and, ha- you know, engaging in, 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 in sexual activities or whatever. But like, um for me at least you know i i struggle with that right so i don't know that i can determine the line for someone else but um there's some body parts that i enjoy way more than other body parts there's certain activities and engagements you know like that that feel good or don't feel good and so um i i feel as though you know hey back up i'm gonna back up so you know the whole thing with the church sometimes they're like oh you know Hate the sin, love the sinner. Mm-hmm. Hate that mess, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it always messed me up because if they're saying like the act of like having penetrative anal sex is the problem, there's a whole bunch of straights who have anal sex right. that, you know, so it's not the sin then, you know, so that always like was confusing to me. It's like, yeah. I know a whole bunch of y'all church folk out here <laughs> having <laughs> butt sex. Like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So even that is inconsistent, right? So I feel like, you know, (laughs) 
All right. Uh, let me. <laughs> yes, do the dance. So yeah, so for me that would be the line, right? So it's 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 if like, you know, we enjoy different stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Pleasure is not the same for everybody, and I feel like that, you know, um, I might even say pleasure instead of preference, because I think mm-hmm. preference like lets us like hide and skate under different phobias. Mm, but okay, some things bring me pleasure, some things just don't. I like and that. I, I like it too. That actually goes well right. because yeah, I think that I always knew that I wanted to marry a black man and people would be like oh but if if I said I didn't want to date a black woman like I'm racist mm-hmm. and I'm like uh, but you don't understand my cultural nuance like I don't right. have to explain to you why I'm wrapping my hair up because I got a silk press and why I got my right. bonnet on you know what I mean yeah. but I would have to explain that to you because you didn't grow up with that like mm-hmm. you don't know what I'm doing <laughs> or when you hit your head yeah. and he's concerned about mm-hmm. you having a mental disorder and it really just being Right. All my hair products come in tubs and yours don't. Like (laughs) (laughs) what do their hair products come in? It's like bottles that squirt. It's yeah, you gotta yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Got one of these like (laughs) like a sad. I never even thought about that. Wow. Oh my gosh. (laughs) What time? We live in a white town and have like one row of like black you know. We do we hair product like it. Yeah, I mean, mm. now it's a little bit different. It but is. Sally's it army is. got all the black hair products. All so. of them. <laughs> that is Sally anyway. Right. Not, so. That's a great question. Also, why is she so expensive? Uh, uh, I mean, okay, well, I'm going to tangent. Let me just say, all right, all right, all right. Okay, anyway. Sorry, it beats my store for me. Okay. I'm going to ask the next question. Go ahead. Okay. Do you want to? No. Okay. Um, okay. Do you guys think that the rules for dating are different? Oh, okay. Sorry. Not all of you. (laughs) (laughs) Are the rules for dating different as a trans person? I think they are not because necessarily we choose for them to be. Um, I have a question back for y'all. Um, when is it appropriate for you to disclose that you're cisgender? Mm. Ooh, that's a good question i think for us it's assumed Mm -hmm. unfortunately like we don't have to disclose that information because it's assumed Mm -hmm. um that's my i've never had to tell someone yeah i feel like we touched on this conversation when we talked about um passing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like what is the appropriate time to like let people know you're black right if or are you going to choose to you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i yeah, I I do not have an answer for that. Well, in terms of that, because I feel like out of the four of us, I'm probably the only person that their ethnicity gets questioned mm. out of the four of us. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So for me, in terms of that, I say it right off the bat because I feel I'm very proud to be a black woman. So when someone questions me about being a black woman, it's my first thing is to tell people that I'm black. And it's almost offensive for you to think that I'm not. But mm. in terms of being a cis woman, I just, I'm assuming you know I am. So that's a very fair question that mm-hmm. for the trans community, why can't you just, why is the assumption enough? I do. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to ask, like, do you feel like as you've changed your presentation that that is, do you, um, do people ask or is it assumed or like, what is your experience? in being gendered, I guess, by others. 
Yes, I think now um, I am more regularly read as male. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I was just kind of starting to transition, not so much. I mean, I had a very like, actually, I felt really sad that I happened to have like a very curvy, very feminine, very African female body. And it just felt wasted on me, like for the longest time, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm like, this would be great on someone else. but Yeah. Yeah, but it just wasn't. You know, so being on hormones, you know, like a lot of things, you know, have like kind of straightened, at least not as curvy, right? Um, but still, I call myself squishy. Um, yeah, right, I can't squishy. see my little rotund belly right now, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm squishy shaped, you know, like. like mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like, I feel as though, uh, so nowadays, right, because like, <laughs> my family is not very hairy. This is like over five years of like hormones. Like I still can't really get facial hairs or, you know, my voice is way lower than it used to be, but a lot of people don't know what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And so people assume that I'm young. Um, mm-hmm. And then of course someone got braces a few months ago. Now, it, like someone thought I was 18, which is hilarious. Okay, but, get it. Know, <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, like I don't want them to see me as young. Cause then that's another layer too. Like people, if you're younger, they disrespect you. They can speak yeah. to you some kind of way. Never speak to me a certain way. Right. Um, but having been socialized as a woman, for example, I already kind of have a sense for like if people are reading me as a man or a woman based on how they interact with me. Mm-hmm. And so I get way more respect if they see me as a man. I get like way more, um, they don't question me or double check my work if they read mm-hmm. me as a man, uh, like they did like being read as a woman. Yeah. Um, and so that's usually like how I know, you know, it's like, okay, if they talk down to me, they either think I'm young or they think I'm a woman. Wow. And so a few more clues, I'm like, oh, okay, got it. Um, so you mentioned earlier when you were out of town that you, if someone misgenders you, you kind of just go with it. Is that for safety reasons yeah. or just because you Absolutely. just don't feel like co- correcting them? It's almost always for safety reasons. Yep. Okay. Because I don't know what they're thinking or feeling about it. Right. And so right. like there are enough, um, unfortunately, like there's so many um, culturally, I feel like most of the stories that we ever hear are like trans struggle and like, oh, this person got beat up or sexually assaulted or whatever, whatever. Same with like black stories, right? All you ever saw in the media mm-hmm. was like, boy in the hood, like, you know, just kind of like ghetto fab, whatever, whatever. But it's like, we're so much more than that. Like right. those things are true. Mm-hmm. But the way you don't ever hear about it makes it seem like that's like 100% of our experiences when that's, you know, not that, right? And so, but I feel like if that's all people ever hear, um, if you don't know any better, we're like, well, shit, I guess I got to beat you up now because, you know, that's just mm. what happens if you're, your transness has threatened, you know, your gender. So, like, they'll get clowned for, <clears throat> I guess, not having put me in my place, whatever that place is, right? Right. Um, I will say, though, for trans women, it's even more marked than it is for trans men for several reasons, I guess. You know, one is, like, they're like, how dare you, right? Huh. Like, you must be punished for daring to give away this golden gift that you were given at birth. Right. Um, but wow. also like hormonally, like, um, like Matt, like uh testosterone, for example, you know, like helps make, I guess the passability a lot less awkward, I guess, for, um, for trans men folk or trans masculine folk than like for uh, trans women, once your voice drops, it's dropped. If there's no reversing it, um, there's certain features that come in, like you can't un, you know, unmasculinize certain features um, without extensive surgery, which that's another barrier for folk. You know, uh, many, many of us, even if you have good insurance, 
your insurance doesn't cover it, you know? So there's so many barriers for even trying to be able to like get closer to being passable for, you know, Mm. um, at least safety reasons, but um, passability, that's like another layer of issues too, you know? So it's like, um, so for me, passability really is more about, I'm not trying to get my ass whooped. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know how to fight or run. So like, please just, you know, I just keep my head down. Like, (laughs) yeah. But I also feel yeah, but I also feel like women in general are typically are more uh, understanding than I mean, we're not a man hating podcast by any means, but, you know, man, men, like men are just way more like they're either they feel like their masculinity is being questioned or they like you said, they feel like they need to assert themselves in certain situations like for women. If we're not interested, we'll just typically it's just like a no, thank you or I'm good or something. Uh, it's like a I feel like we're being biased. Uh, Maybe. And I'm okay with that. Well, I also am like... <laughs> but I feel like men are typically, if something happens, like for trans women, I feel like I don't, and I'm not, um, I'm not diminishing the experience for trans men versus trans women. But I feel like if right. you're approaching a woman versus approaching a man, right. the response feels, well, might be a little less aggressive. I, I mean, also, oh, go ahead. No, I also feel like from, if, if like his hypothetical, obviously far fetched. As a as a man, what type of ego do you have to have to think that everybody wants your ass? I mean, men are still get dirty. I yeah. mean, it's, I mean that, that's that's just something out there that's for real. for because I feel like when you as a man are out or whatever, and you're walking down the street, and somebody turns your way, and immediately you're like, "Why are you looking at me funny?" Like. Maybe they were looking through you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is your ego yeah. that makes you think that like it's it it starts feeling very self-absorbed in in a moment where you immediately go into a defense mode just because somebody is maybe being polite or you know what I'm saying? Like I just I don't know. But I also feel like so I feel like the difference is that that's happened to me. Like I've heard this same conversation in a different context explaining being that in like my family we were talking about um like being in the locker room like in sports there are gay women shocker but sometimes if it's like if someone in my family found out that like someone found out that like i even hate that i just said that that someone on my team was a lesbian will be like oh like do you feel comfortable like in the locker room with her and i'm like yeah i'm like oh right. but you're not gonna no. no like she knows i'm not interested in her and past that like it Right. I don't care. Like it just is like it's not it doesn't it's matter not a thing. to me. It's not you know a thing I mean? if you don't make it a thing. Yeah. Right? But I yeah. feel like the flip side of what you were saying is like there's also like a trend that's happening on TikTok. Don't ask me why I know about it. Um <laughs> that apparently is like women being like men sleeping on their stomach is wild. Like uh, that's okay. us. Like that guy yeah, is like on the DL. So I feel like thought. so I feel like <laughs> What? Not you being the problem. Not, no, not, I've never said it. I've seen somebody. <laughs> no, I've said it out loud. Never you thought it. No, I've seen somebody. It made me good because I've seen somebody I know that's very like raw, raw man. I would like to think who lays on their stomach with their feet in the air, and I don't think there's nothing <laughs> wrong with it. In the air. You know, like, you know, like when you is that comfortable? Like, Not even like question the sexuality. Is that comfortable when you're watching TV yeah. or like and laying across no, your I'm bed? Not, like, 
Okay, but you know what's funny is like the only time that I've seen like men like joke about this on social media is like if they're like cupcaking with Bay on the phone and they're like doing like cutesy things. Yeah. It like is only happens in that context. But I feel like I say all that to say that I feel like where men get physically violent, women are verbally abrasive. Like, yeah, they, but verbally they, abrasive is not gonna end you and you dying. It doesn't, and I'm not. I'm not trying to say that that is uh, the same in that respect. Right. But I mean, it can can do a lot oh, I to agree. your it's still damaging yeah, for it's sure. Still, like, very damaging. But wait, so can we get back to the question, original <laughs> question? Oops. Do you feel the need? When do you feel the need to disclose that you're trans in your romantic relationship? Yeah, so here's the thing. I just stay awkward. I'm an awkward person. And so okay, I, I usually disclose that Yay, first. Stay weird. Okay. And then I'm like, so in my awkwardness, like, here's just a whole bunch of stuff that you may or may not want to know about me. And are like, you in person you know, or are you like digitally communicating, like text or call or at this point? Um, so, well, in recent years, it's been mostly like, you know, on, uh, not in person because, you know, COVID and whatnot. Yeah. Um, Germs. Yeah. But I feel like, exactly. Um, that does actually make it easier to disclose so that, yeah. you know, even if you text someone right away and they might take a minute to respond, like, of course, I'm like panicking the whole time, but like, yeah. it at least gives them a chance to like consume it mm -hmm. and take their time and respond back. Hopefully sometimes people like, well, anyway, can we just, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. But like uh, in person, you know, I feel like that might add a little pressure, like both for the discloser and the disclosee. Yeah. Um. Cause it's like, okay, well, <laughs> I need a chance to like take that in or you know, mm -hmm. whatever that disclosure right, is, yeah. right? You know, someone's like, hey, I'm HIV positive. Like there's some level of, okay. Mm -hmm. Or like, I got herpes. Like, so, so how do you, I don't, I should say, but um, any kind of disclosure, I guess, like just being able to, um, I just absorb it and then figure out, you know, okay, cool. Like how you're going to you respond. You can still respect someone. Move forward, right. Yeah. Like, okay, right. cool. Like that's the line that I feel like I can't go, you know, I, I'm not down to go there, but it doesn't mean I have to disrespect you or violence you right. because right. that is just not, you know, it's right. not a thing for me. I mean, it's maybe across like a, a personal boundary that I have that I'm like, oh yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not down with that, you know? Yeah. So pre COVID, would you have done that conversation in person or via text message or phone call? So here's this thing about me. Remember I said I was really awkward. Yeah. So I will literally sometimes I just like go to the other room and then text it. Even if we're there, like, I feel like my written communications are better than like my spoken communications sometimes. So, um, yeah, same. Or my like, like, I gotta tell you something, but I don't know how to say it. So I'm just gonna type it. Like, we'll be sitting next to each other. I'll just text it to you, you know? So yeah. I feel like, oh, yeah, I do that. Have you, you ever like, you been... know, me kind of embodying my whole thing, you know, like me, my whole self is like, that's that's part of it too, is like my written communications are better. Yeah. Um, so let's just be awkward together. <laughs> yeah. So, what, how far, what is your comfort level? Cause I would like, are you, You've been communicating with this person for a while. Have you been a few dates in? I'm just only reason why I'm asking is because I would assume doing it right away via text message is an easy, safe way to communicate this, mm -hmm. knowing the state of the world and how people react. And to add additional context that the rest of the cultural reference, like it's a carousel. And oh, yeah. like I would say like 80 percent of the responses to the question are. I do it in text. I do it before we meet. I do it, you know, not exactly. in person for safety yeah. reasons. But then again, yeah, they're yeah. trans so women meet, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I don't meet you in person and we're just talking, we're not meeting until you know I'm trans. Like that's, that's mm. like, you let me know up front, like, no thanks. All right, cool. You know, it sucks, but I'd rather know now. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause 
what I'm not willing to do is get any further and then be and in person. Best. And all of a sudden she's called some dudes come, you know, kick my ass, whatever, because I can't run and I can't fight. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't need that kind of What's violence in my life. Because you know? so, I can't fight either. Four days before size. <laughs> Oh. Okay, never mind. I didn't know if can't fight was like a tourist, right? <laughs> so, it is. No. Apparently, it's, it is. It's no. not. <laughs> One of the tourists I know is a pit bull. Got these hands. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Either way, yeah, no. Leo's would not have been. That's interesting. I remember experiencing that too. I feel like when I was dating and I was like, uh, I think I was like on, I don't know, one of these apps. And I was just like, I am not like having, I'm not having sex. Like, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not having sex with you. <laughs> like, unless we're like in a relationship, right. if we make it to that phase, like, then we can talk about it. But if this is a deal breaker for you, then we probably shouldn't meet. So like, Absolutely. again, like disclosure happening in like different Ways, contexts yeah. and like what that means for you and how people react. Is, yeah, you know. for sure. I think I was that way with weight. Like when internet dating <laughs> became a thing. Oh um like black planet and myspace when you make your own page and things like wow, that throwback yeah <laughs> throwback this yeah. right here but not even a, those, are, those are not even dating sites that's how we they were yes they were they, oh yes, they, they were not they were, they were, they were not advertised as dating but, sites no, they were advertised, but that's what they were but that's exactly and I felt what like they that, were those were definitely one of those things i was disclosing like i would always put up an extra thick picture of myself like yeah there's no this is not an athletic bot i mean i'm a Athletic, but <laughs> don't let not, this I'm flexible. This not, that's not what. No, don't take oh me to the court. I'm the saying. only thing I'm gonna do is ask for snacks. Mm. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, I'm not balling. Cosine. Speaking of MySpace, you would help me set up my first. Oh, uh, talk me all like your top eight. I was just about to ask the same thing. I think so. Where? I wasn't even on MySpace. I yeah. I was on my <laughs> she, you were coding, huh? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was in the. You I did all those things. 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 There yeah. were at Alma. I was at uh, community college at the first. So I was doing uh, all my like computer science stuff. So I, I know. Like, I'm calling up you, in the middle of the night. Yo, how do I make this background? Um, what's the code? I had a purple. Wait, I need. I need. Of course who, you did. How do I know? Colors, how do I know what to use for the colors? Like everything. Scrolling backgrounds. Yeah. People had everything. Music. All of it. All of it. All of it. I was it. like, yeah. Hacking into and the mainframe for science. I did not. <laughs> not hacking into the mainframe. <laughs> Quite literally. I call it all the time. You know what? It, I knew it, nothing it, about it your shirt right now. This whole conversation. Yes. That's exactly. That's it exactly what shirt. Yeah. I get various emails. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, do put this in. That's so terrible. That's so dope. So okay. I will say, disclosure-wise, what's harder for me to disclose is that I'm a pastor. Mm. I mean, I, I can see that. that I you. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I've been telling people I work for a nonprofit. <laughs> like, I everything but church. Like, it's how <laughs> that realization, like, yeah. you lied to me. <laughs> so, do you, as a pastor, I just want to get into like the religion, the religious aspect of it. Um, how has that been? Because a lot of Christian, wait, so what do not, do you mind disclosing the denomination? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, United Church of Christ, UCC. Okay, that's Christian, right? Some people might say we're not. We're like on the edge of Christianity. <laughs> okay, so I know yeah. just we're. Can you explain what that means? Yeah, yeah. I was say, how does that? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's a denomination. It's like, um, like super progressive. I hate that language of progressive, mm. oh, but okay. um, so it's like you know the first mainstream ones like ordained uh gay folk, okay. trans folk, 
queer folk, black folk gotcha. back in the day, you know. Um, but is it Bible based? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. I mean, well, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I feel like, you know, it's it's a primarily white denomination. Not that white folk are not Bible based, but like, I feel like um, <laughs> there's a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna happen. Wait, nah. I must like cut out. You don't have enough white listeners no, for it to be offensive. <laughs> we might. That was the fact. <laughs> <laughs> it just is different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, for yeah. sure. It, it is different. But like, I mean, this tradition of specific, right? So it's um, it's got like roots and like kind of like a high intellectual, you know. So it's very, you know, uh. I like to bring the spirituality into it sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. um, just clapping on the one and threes and lots of the churches. Right. And I'm a two and four. Uh, so, wow. What a um, time. Wow. Yeah. Lord, yeah. we lift your name on. Stop it. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Why, why are you laughing? Cause you're like, yeah, that is how our um, semantic selections go. I cannot. That's how I for real. So I'm trying to like cry. Oh, it's very wholesome. Oh. Huh? No, I'm just like y'all do. Y'all do a lot of hill song, don't you? But no, um, we we done an hour, so you're done in an hour. Wow, we haven't even got through praise and worship in an hour. That's when the pit the bridge starts. The way I told my one in three friend one time how long our church was, she was like, "What? Wait, on your Sundays? Are you accepting new members? Are you accepting new members? Right now, I fast forward." Oh, you have bedside doctors. Oh, not yet. An hour sounds okay. heavenly. As enough of our listeners do go to our church, though. So I'm like, I don't really know. Caroline, listen to no one. I don't. In half the time, I'm singing. I mean, to be fair, so, yeah, I fast forward to the well. singing and get straight to the sermon. That is why I miss a lot of our announcements and have no idea what's going on at church. Listen, it's too long. I listen to the sermon. The fact that we're an hour in and the sermon hasn't started is too much for me. Wow. So wait. Mm. Being with your particular religion, do you feel like you are accepted more than maybe a more like Southern Baptist or, you know? Well, yeah, yeah. So overall, yes. But like, I guess like the UCC is kind of set up where it's like all the local churches have their own autonomy, right? So if you go to one UCC church over here and one over here, like this one might be like, yeah, of course we have, you know, gay pastor and, you know, queer folk, whatever. This other church is like, y'all could come, but don't be telling nobody or whatever else. Right. So it's like Mm -hmm. any local church can decide for themselves, you know, where they want to be. But as a whole, as a group, you know, we're, um, it is a lot more like, you know, I guess we offer possibilities, you know, how to be like anti-racist and like, you know, LGBTQ friendly and uh, eco justice is another major one that we do. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have like a lot, you know, curricula and like other kind of like um, actually, we have an office in DC. I haven't been to that one yet. I gotta come visit y'all. Yeah, yes, like, uh, yeah. yeah so it's like a like you know near the political center, right? So we have like a lot of folk who are doing some like um, faith based uh, advocacy, like anti abortion. Yeah. Our president went to DC as soon as Rover, you know, Roe versus Wade got turned over. Like he was in DC like the very the very next day mm-hmm. out here, like just trying to like calling for Where these leaders, January you know, to, like, Quit tripping. He Stop was it. not there. Okay, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I'll give you that. He was definitely not there. Um, That's cool, though. I feel like I don't hear enough about, um, like, democracy, or not democracy, but, like, democratic belief in church. I feel like church is always used as, like, core values, conservative values, traditional family values. It's not ever, like, looked at, like, Democratic churchgoers are like not right. a sect yeah. of like a political pocket, yeah. which is weird. Yeah, because it's a whole other conversation. But I've de- there's definitely been this um, movement within the 
conservative side to grab the narrative of course with, and then you know twist mm-hmm. the narrative because there were a lot of people who were in the on the conservative side that did not agree with like a lot of the abortion stuff mm-hmm. it was one of these things of right twisting it so that's it's their point of view that works and that helps build uh this country up and gets us the money we need to do x y yeah it's a thing which is the traditional way that we know religion to be weaponized right but it's so interesting now that we have it's so much more broad and there are believers that do not at all co-sign with that but we don't mobilize in the same way through religion as they do yeah yeah okay that's off topic did you you grow up in this religion absolutely not okay so um go ahead immediately now <laughs> yeah no it's real because like i didn't even know that gayness was a thing until i i was 19 oh, and i actually wow. remember the phone call Sai was in tuskegee oh, we went up yeah. on the call like yo and i was like Sai, guess what you know it's kind of yeah, wild we, so like we both disclosed to each other first i think right that same day yeah, yeah, same yeah, day. yeah. Yes. Wow. yeah. And i was like oh, i was so person. scared and i told Saya. And then, and then before he hung up, she was like, oh, by the way, uh, me too. I was like, what, nigga? Like, oh, you ain't leaving with that? Now, like, by the way, you good okay, for and lead, man. Wait, hold on. Can, <laughs> we, can we back up? Did you, did you disclose that you were trans or did you at first say that you were? Oh, no. I, in my lesbitarian days. That's yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Many a days. Yeah. Had together. Many a days. Okay. Yeah. 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 I just never labeled that worked for me, but now I know why. Obviously, because like lesbian means that, you know, you're a woman who's attracted to women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... You know, so I struggle with labels. So when Saya, you know, because we were like in East Lansing, which I'm, you've already heard some of Saya stories, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't a Tense. whole bunch of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So here goes Saya in Tuskegee, like blackity black, black town. Like, you know, um, she actually introduced me to like studs of fans. I'm like, yo, that's what's up. And I used to call myself a STEM because like, mm. again, now it makes a lot more sense. But right. before I was like, right. well, you know, I'm not like a femme femme, but like studs seems a little bit more than what I, you know, I'm, I'm squishy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not studs, <laughs> studs, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so weird because you remember in high school, sorry, but you remember in high school, you were wearing bigger pants to the point where I didn't even know that you were pregnant because that it was sure like a Aaliyah type error at that time. Oh, okay, so okay. like so come on long white like, Oh I was rocking. Oh, oh, oh literally this yeah. might have been right before graduation, right? Yeah, she was four weeks old at graduation. Yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, yeah. Wow. You were so, remember at graduation, I'm just like there's so many layers. But like even Ooh, just yes. like the fact that you know it so I'm gonna back up. I was still living in South Africa when Aaliyah came out. And I remember seeing the cover. I was like, <gasps> I couldn't even told you why, but mm-hmm. like just the fact that women could dress like this, I was yeah. like, yo, mm-hmm. that's my nope. shit right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So I actually like bought TLC my brother's mine, clothes so I get and like, it. yeah, see, I didn't even yeah. know about TLC at the time. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't get that, I guess, where we were. But like, <laughs> and so we come to East Lansing, you know, halfway through my freshman year, meet Saya, and I'm like, Aaliyah all day. You know what I'm saying? Then I then I learned about, you know, TLC. I'm like, yeah. yo, like, this is a thing. Still had no idea that like women could be attracted to women or men could be attracted to men or even trans. Like that wasn't even on the radar at all at that right. point. So I remember like when I was 19, uh, kind of coming across, like, I don't remember what it was. I ended up at the library, like in the HQ section of the books where like all the <laughs> queer stuff was apparently. And that's how like meaningful it was. Like I would just be in the stacks and just like reading like a lesbian comics. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like there's like a whole culture here that didn't even know this was a possibility. Wow. You know? mm-hmm. That's yeah. so wonderful. Yeah. Sorry, you so, did have the Aaliyah look when I first met you. You did. 
with a long straight mm-hmm. hair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, so I wouldn't know. So pressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Your surprise was always like laid. Perfect. <laughs> Jealous. I aspire. Yeah, yeah. Of your volume. So when did when did yeah. you realize that you didn't identify as a lesbian, but you were trans? I was in my thirties. I was in seminary. Oh, okay. Wow. I was post seminary. I was actually serving a church that. Like, Ooh. Same thing, you know, I actually was going to, uh, I was doing like a pre-doctoral year at the school I was going to, and I found the word genderqueer, and like, camera spun around me, like the, the angel started singing, like lights <laughs> shone on me, I'm like, uh-huh. what is, you know, because I remember like, when my daughter, like, you know, was younger, there's like a very vivid moment, you know, where I was like, in my early 20s, whatever, my daughter, like my mattress is on the ground, like there's a lot of like, stuff, you know, like just, just, just broke and young and parenting, whatever else, right? Mm-hmm. I remember thinking... I don't think I'm a man. Like, you know what? I'm going to deal with this question after she's graduated from high school. And I tucked that bitch away. Like, I just tucked mm. it way away. Um, so a couple of years before she actually graduated high school, I find this word genderqueer. And I was like, what? So I started like, you know, what is this? You know, I was like, that's why I couldn't find myself. You know, like, I didn't feel like I was a man. So I was like, questioning still. But I, I knew for sure, like, women wasn't right, right. for me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, I mean, I used to resist labels all the time until I found that one and others. I was like, oh, it wasn't that I hated labels. I just didn't have any that actually felt like they fit for me, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So genderqueer made sense. I was like, all right, shit. Yeah, that's that's more me where it's like, you know, like STEM, you know? Yeah. Like, before I even knew. Right. You're creating what you want. Can we define genderqueer? Because I don't know if I've heard that before. For me, yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's like this idea that, um, I mean, I feel like I kind of transcend gender, right? Like, I actually don't think of myself as a gender person. Mm-hmm. I only remember gender because someone has read me as a gender. Okay. Um, so it's almost always for someone else what my gender is. You know, for me, I'm just like. I'm me. I'm the, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like. And, it, mm. and I actually find myself wondering, like, if we lived in a culture that didn't force people into gender roles based on their genitalia at birth. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that would be different. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because like, I don't know. So interesting. So- I'm so intrigued by this. I was having a similar conversation actually spurred by love is blind when the conversation, sorry, I don't know if you're here there yet. This one. There was two, um, there was a couple um, Raven and SK, mm-hmm. and they're having a conversation. Oh gosh, I love them so much. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you a love is blind fan? I'm glad that they're still together. <laughs> i knew we would get along okay (laughs) okay it was a conversation that they were having about names and raven was like you said that you're you are who you are because of your name and i'm telling you that i am who i am if i was never named raven i would still be who i am Mm -hmm. today i would still act this way i would still like what i like and i still would still be who i am and for sk it was completely inverted Mm -hmm. I could yeah. never be who I am if I didn't hold this name. Wow. Mm. And it's so interesting how culturally, like, our, what our names are. For us, it's kind of random. It's whatever your mom decided was going to be good. It flows together. I like the, you know, the initials. It fits in the family scheme. Like, it whatever that is. Half my mm. name, half your name. Right. right. But <laughs> if you're, <laughs> like... Um, it, like for Nigerian or or Ghanaian, I just got that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're, if Have you're um, it's Ghanaian, I don't know about like Nigerian, but I think SK is Nigerian. Um, yeah. so much of your name is predicated on things that have occurred, like what, the day or the week that you're born, your family surname, yeah. things of that nature, and how that com- lens can completely change mm. 
who you find your identity to be is very um, interesting to me. And all of this conversation has really been very interesting to me from the standpoint of that you knew before you knew how to communicate. Yeah. Like the nuanced differences from what you were experiencing in the world around you. And I just, I love that. I love hearing about that because I feel like in these conversations about like what to educate our children, Oh, they're too young and you don't want to put these ideas in their head. It's so not about that because you're only giving them the tools to communicate themselves to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, uh, that was the same thing. No, sorry, real quick. That's, I think, um, not only based on gender, but, uh, sexuality, because people mentioned earlier attraction to women, not really taking it beyond that, but you know, pretty some people, not everyone, know pretty early. I am feeling this type of way mm-hmm. with regards to same sex, opposite sex, whatever the case may be. May not have like I've seen mommy and daddy in a relationship. I know what they do, mm-hmm. but I don't know what that means with with regards to me mm-hmm. and what I am seeing that I like. Um, and then not even getting to like finally getting to the point of being like, Oh, now I know that I do, but now I've also learned that I should. <laughs> There's like that. Yeah. And none of that has anything to do with what I was exposed to mm-hmm. or who else I had talked to. It was just. For you me discovering and, yourself. Yeah. Within your own self, you're knowing these things and it's not required for anyone else to tell us anything. Other than yeah. when I finally find the words to communicate this with you, I will. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it takes having like the tools. the tools and the knowledge of these things to then say what I've always known. Mm-hmm. You can now know too yeah. because I now know what this, yeah. what, how to explain it. And I know we've often talked about. Well, I've often talked about how I don't like how um, it can be that you the the language follows whatever something is but sometimes it needs to be the the thing following mm-hmm. uh the language following the the, the thing mm-hmm. um yeah. because it just a lot of times i think people just need things to be very black and white so i can explain this to you so you understand yeah. but the box exactly. the box of the definition does not need to remain it's just is like i'm helping you understand what i already know about myself right mm-hmm. even when you mentioned that with a, a box cutter flatten all of them bitches right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. when you people mentioned earlier that you felt like there is no need for the gender. I'm just doing this for other people that resonated with who I know of you as well. Right. I've known Mm. you for 20 plus years, but I've often known you for myself as Piwa. The gender is to help others understand maybe who I am talking to, but it's not a description of who you have ever been. So for you to finally find that knowledge and be like, I'm okay with that. It's so interesting because you're watching as a friend, for 20 years and being like, I know this about this person. Dude. But they don't. Like, it took her some time. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Let me just say right now, my bad. I, our 20 years has been, I love you, I respect you, you, and so I'm moving forward and trying to transition to they and him. Because when we talk, we do not often talk about gender. Mm-hmm. So to then have to but explain. you also talk to me in the second person, not the third person. So there's also that feature. Right. right. So I apologize in advance if anyone is feeling like I am trying to continually do these things. No, it is just where I have been and when we've ne- I've needed to utilize these terms has not switched yeah. Yeah. over. So I'm mm-hmm. trying so my best to. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I right. So right. 
mm-hmm. nonetheless. Uh, just, it's interesting just to know somebody and know where they are, but it kind of hurts that they don't know mm-hmm. what you see. And I've always yeah. seen that in you. So then for you to say, I didn't have the language, but now I'm, this is where I'm at and I'm okay with it. I'm just doing whatever else everybody else needs. It's good to see. It's good to see a whole person who, who you already knew them to be. But, you know, when they say it and you're like, oh, yeah, that's it. That's exactly what that is. And so I'm glad. I hate that I didn't recognize it, but I am glad that you have found it. Because I think that's what a lot of people are looking for, right? To be able to we have couldn't that. have, right? That's yeah. too. Sometimes, you know, I'm like, I-, I wonder what my family knew. Like, some of these kids, like, they've been known, you know what I'm saying? That, like, their parents mm-hmm. are able to support them. And again, having the language, the tools, mm-hmm. like, society has shifted from when we were kids, right? Many sure. months ago. But, like, I sometimes, and I try not to even entertain that line of thought because, like, there's really nothing that, it can't serve me, right? In yeah. any way. But, like, there are definitely parts of me that are like, hey, they probably had signs. Like, this should not have been a surprise, you know, when I finally came out, right? Right. But, but also, right, like, the tradition, you know, the religious tradition and, cultural tradition you know we're immigrants in this new country you know like um even just the fact that you know i am queer like times two you know now like a decade apart i guess kind of like how i came out to my family but like this idea that like oh you're so americanized like yeah nigga like (laughs) 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 welcome yes (laughs) also like no go ahead finish no but say like it's an accusation like oh you're americanized like or, or like this idea that queerness is white like no Mm. black folk have been queer since the beginning of time you know what i'm saying like and Mm -hmm. But like whiteness actually gave us the intolerance mm. of our various expressions. Wow, of the one time whiteness was a positive thing. <laughs> I hate you. That is interesting though, because even when I think about like when I, I think when I was young and I like was learning about what it is to be like gay or queer, and I thought, not that I only thought that it was white people by any means, but I, I think I remember the realization that it wasn't new. And being like, oh, yeah. like people have been gay like for centuries, centuries. Yeah. and I automatically yeah. always thought about like the Romans and the Greeks. I never thought about like the kingdoms in Africa where that was also taking place. Yeah. <laughs> like, it never right. occurred to me. Huh. <laughs> and even so, like recently, so um, Dwayne Wade had to defend his daughter Zaya huh. from his ex-wife yeah. and how she was saying that he was profiting off of her being trans oh and all these God. things. So. Um, I bring that up to say, like, as a parent, you're also a parent. I'm um, a parent as well. How if you could give advice to a parent of a child that is communicating Mm -hmm. that they are trans, like what would like what would you say or like what do you wish you had heard? Um, And again, I don't know. Believe them. Okay. (laughs) And even believe them for starters. Okay. And then also like then there's a lot of controversy against like around them transist transitioning at a young age and what that means and all those things so i don't know if you have any advice for parents or which is weird yeah. because 18 yeah. being the adult is an arbitrary number but go yeah ahead. sorry <laughs> and that's the thing actually so as kids the benefit of believing them the first time around right is then getting make sure you have like your own therapist which if you're having a human experience i think everybody should have therapy come on tell um, again. Just, i'm a therapy evangelist you know, resonating thing. I just have to come out as letting people know that I've seen a therapist. Like that was like very hard with like black folk mm-hmm. having to come out and be like, oh, by the way, I'm seeing a therapist. Like, it took me years before I even admitted that out loud to people. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's right. But like medically, you know, people who are like under 18, they actually are just postponing 
puberty. So if it's a child, you know, who uh, was assigned male at birth, whatever, right? So they just basically kind of put um, hormone blockers. So that way their voices don't drop, Adam's apples don't form, you know, like they're, they don't, you know, kind of like their bodies are not masculinized, right? If mm-hmm. they, you know, if they know themselves to be a woman, for example, right? So it just kind of pauses that. So it's not even anything permanent. So if, you know, at age five or whatever, and at 10, they start like these hormone blockers and then they find out at 18, like, oh no, no, I was wrong. Now you're just like a late bloomer, like no right? Harm they can just like unlock right. them. Right. The flip side though is if yeah. you don't block it, well, now you got to go get top surgery. You got to maybe get bottom surgery if that's your thing. You got to get hormone. So it's like you, you. And all the unlearning as, as, that comes with that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Man. And it's like the, if you even get to adulthood, right? The invisibilizing of like, I know who I am, but everyone around me is telling me this is not me. Yeah. And just, the decades of having to unravel that. That's real. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is just believe your child, love your child, support your child. Like, are we really truly so um, invested in someone's private genitalia, which is not even that we're walking around with our business hanging out anyway, right? So right. we make assumptions about what is between someone's legs and how mm-hmm. they present in the world yeah. and how that even has anything to do with who they are as a person. Right. Are you respectful? Are you kind? Are you loving? Are you positively contributing to society do you have you know what i'm saying like but having a penis between your legs somehow disqualifies all of that yeah right yeah. or gives me agency over yes right. controlling you it are. telling you yeah. who you are yeah. how you That's should do so things true. to the point where if it how it interacts with me is how i'm going to treat you so if i feel violated with exactly. men it can be i, I feel like i am entitled to harm you or kill you right right like right. that's because the level it's not like it's just like a little bit or here and there it is full-blown i can take you out because of the way in which i felt disrespected because you have something i didn't ask for or want right. to be a part of yeah. that's, that's the other thing about like this um situation with Dwayne wade and his ex-wife because would this be a lawsuit if zaya was a cisgendered woman and was modeling Mm, like is this a is this a lawsuit that you have that's like you're profiting over our daughter like if it's not the ex-wife is also just trying to stop her changing her name but how is that hurting d-wade no i don't know i'm just saying that the what what the lawsuit was making zaya wait until she's 18 to change her name oh it was her name yeah i don't even remember if it was anything to do with a like a gender reassignment surgery and like that i just kept hearing her name oh which is also weird not permanent i can change my name at any any point whether i'm I'm trans or not i can change my name so it's also weird that this is the hill you're dying on yeah (laughs) and it was weird because i expect i think how my algorithm is based like usually it's like very progressive it's not a lot of like um like uh, shitty stuff to say. No shade room. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I followed them a long time ago. <laughs> you but Jasmine when I saw, I do, but they're less messy than shade okay. room, which is not saying a lot, but they are less messy. I mean, I want to say informed, but less pejoratively. <laughs> yeah. So sure. when I was like reading the comments of this, a lot of the comments, and I don't, I guess, I was shocked that like a lot of the comments were like, "A mother knows best." And like oh, that's yikes. that's her protecting her baby, and I was the just like, she "Wow!" Hasn't like, seen. I haven't right. I haven't like seen. Usually I'm like prepared for the mess and I'm seeing like really like I was expecting to see like a lot more positivity oh, around I would, it. I would like I would expect the backlash if it was a surgery. 
changing someone's name is so easy first yeah. of all to do and to reverse and change back even though zaya at 21 is like i don't want to be zaya anymore i want to be exactly zoro instead like this is the artist so, formerly known as yes, prince like, why are we arguing about this child's name how we've gone from little bow wow to bow wow to shad well, moss like who are you okay who are like i don't know if i, I use that as an example i'm just saying like I, okay i say all that to say little bow wow Still I feel like <laughs> I feel like in general people put a black and white to a situation where a lot of it is yeah. very gray. We are very complex creatures, regardless of what yes. gender you identify yeah, as sure. or what sexual preference you have. It it's we're just too complex to put yeah. a very linear system on things. Well, that and you're you're asserting your biases on me right. and calling it protection. Precisely right. that. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a Ooh, bar. That's that a bar. was. It's like mm, Christian folk in this country who are like, oh, freedom of religion. Let a Muslim pull out their 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 prayer prayer mat and Ooh, pray in public. Look at it. Right. I tell you? Actually, we don't actually mean right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we want our mm-hmm. religious freedom, right. whoever that is, but right? Somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see yours. So yeah. call it something else. You know what I'm saying? Like right. don't call it religious freedom. Just call it like we're only going to do Christian stuff and that's it. Yeah, right? just be honest and about in it. In a similar way, I feel like, you know, when it comes to gender or even sexuality, it's very like, oh, this isn't about freedom of who you are. Like, you know, my favorite is, you know, like the Bible says this is about marriage. Like, which which example of marriage in the Bible do you want to use? Because there's so many. Well, even the fact that when you talk about, you know, um, men having penetrative sex with men, it wasn't about don't fuck each other. It was about don't violence one another mm-hmm. don't or that earlier in the bible too right but then a little later too is really about you know because women were property so don't lie down with a man like you would a woman mm. so uh, but that's exactly what we're doing how yeah. many cis men are out here violencing other people whether right. or not it's a man or a woman whomever else right so like that's what the bible talks about but we want to keep picking and choosing you know mm-hmm. like service level you know when did Adam and Eve get married? But we keep using Adam and Eve as like that's what we got to do. One man and a woman. That's such a good question. Come on. Wow. I didn't even Wait, I need that. to turn your side eye into a gift because yes. I need to turn so many applications yeah. in my life. Yes. yes. <laughs> Not to populate in the whole world and they out here. <laughs> Not married. Wow. Look here. Wait, I never realized that. Wait, so they weren't married for real? Who's going to do it? doesn't say God himself. Who's going to check me, boo? My thing is, if it were that important, it probably would have been written. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. lying. these are all social constructs. Wow. wow. How we did oh gender, even across different cultures, different indigenous cultures on different lands. You know what I'm saying? Before white people showed up, mm-hmm. there was no man role because what, what is that? that? What what is that here getting? Yeah. Don't yeah. get me started on that. Okay. Exactly. Right. right. That's mm. the conversation for yes. I have a, um, did your, how you approach dating changed when you, identify well you said you had a hard time with labels but at the time when you identified as a lesbian versus as a trans person did how you approach dating change yeah so um this is actually an active conversation um you know i keep avoiding with my therapist i bring it up then i'm like now nah, i really want to talk sorry but it's real like um as a masculine woman so I thought woman um I feel like there were definitely some uh freedoms you know to be like I mean I call them I used to be like the flavor of the month you know what I'm saying like 
So you see at 505, you know what I'm saying? We'd be like dancing, like holding it down uh, back in the juvie days, you know, like back the thing up. So mm-hmm. it was like a whole bunch of things being backed up. And yes. so like all sorts of, you know what I'm saying? We could, like, I could pull as a oh, woman. Okay. Okay. Mother, right? okay, okay, okay. However, right. So having been socialized as a woman and then now, you know, having like these, you know, masculine hormones coursing through my body. Um, I want to be sure that when I show up, I'm not participating in the kind of harm that cis men mm-hmm. have enacted against me personally and mm-hmm. many others, right? Yeah. So I feel like, you know, I, I'm already shy if I'm being truly, truthfully honest with myself, right? Like I, I, I'm shyer, but then now I'm just like, I also overthink. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like how much of this is like, okay, no, it's appropriate to kind of like try to holler at somebody or if it's like, don't be so, you know, don't be, don't, don't be like a caveman, right? So it's like, I, I find myself in this tension of like, you know, mm-hmm. not being like kind of problematically masculine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the wildest thing though, is what I realized that people actually have already written a script for me as mm. a masculine black person mm-hmm. where they actually expect me, me to be more aggressive than mm. I probably ever will be in my life, you mm-hmm. know? And so it's like, they expect me to like, no, just grab like, nah, I'm not a caveman, you know? Like, oh, so, so yeah. like some of the problematic elements of like, you know, black masculinity, um have actually been imposed upon me and like oh well you're not a nigga anyway i'm like wait what <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I'm not gonna, like, disrespectful. Disrespectful. <laughs> yeah like because i choose not to like <laughs> speak to you as though you're like not a whole human you know like yeah um, yeah that's interesting yeah. wow because i just watched that play out in real not in real life because it was on tv but it was a reality <laughs> show so somebody's real life um, <laughs> but it was like uh it was uh sorry i am part of bachelor nation secretly and ashamedly so i don't talk about it a this lot not a secret okay but and it was for our viewers um <laughs> <laughs> i was watching an episode of bachelor in paradise and there was this um i'm liking the season a lot more because there's a lot more black love on it because there have been a uh, black protagonist in the recent uh bachelor series so there have been more black cast members so there's a lot of like black love happening on These are bachelor all in paradise previous contestants, contestants. Yeah. okay so um so this nice. one couple was like they had like gotten to know each other and they were like dating and it they just seemed like a really great match together and so like everyone's like rooting for them some guy comes down on the beach and he wants to take the girl out on a date and so they're like talking and he asked her on a date and then she goes back to the guy that she was originally dating and she was like um, okay, so he asked me on this date, but I wanted to know like what your thoughts are about it. And so his approach was to not be a caveman, essentially, and be like, no, you're not going on this date. I thought you and I had something and like we wanted to grow together. Right. And instead, he's Jesus. like, you know, I really like you and I really want this to continue, but I don't want you to have doubt. I don't want you to like me because you haven't experienced other things. I want you to go on this date like me Love and that. then come back to me because you like me not right. because i told you no right yeah. and she was Love like that. no if you really liked me you would tell me not to go on this date and Yikes. you would just tell me that this is like this is not an option and i'm not allowed to go so you must not like me that much and oh, i was just I like i've experienced this i've experienced what? that person yeah. like wow. multiple times well, dating. i think he handled that so well yeah no it was awesome and she just come i was like wow you're young and dumb and I, now i don't like you <laughs> crazy <laughs> but i, I think so it's happened to me multiple times. And I think the reality of that situation is where uh, twofold. I think that as people were saying earlier, there are these expectations on men where they have to be or masculine of center or woman mm-hmm. where we have to be a certain way in order to express 
love or relationship mm-hmm. or how we move in this world. So not only is it their expectation of men and have been groomed, I guess, of sort, it seems the patriarchy, the patriarchy has groomed <laughs> them to, to seriously, um, have to react in these ways. And if they are not, then they are viewed as being less manly or mm-hmm. we considered uninterested or unable to be the show up the way I need you to show mm-hmm. up, which it mm. has nothing to do with me. That has everything to do with your expectation of me yeah. and the rest of the way, the way um, people have expected us in, uh, to move. And there's no room. I was uh, reading that article. I think I shared you guys where there was a uh, lesbian woman who um, went out in the world and presented herself as a man mm. so that others, uh, you know, she could see uh, male culture and have the half half lived live. Right. <laughs> and she said one of the things that, it took her a while to navigate was um, there. there's only one type of language really to talk with men, whereas women get a voice that varies. Men have to kind of be like this way. And if not, other men will chastise you for being that way and being like, that's no, that's because Mm -hmm. they're not allowed to be in the spectrum that Mm -hmm. women are allowed to be in Mm -hmm. as far as who they are. So I, I don't know. I think that that's, it's unfortunate, but I think it happens in a lot of places. I don't know if women also get this, but I definitely know men are limited. And I don't know, people, my assumption would be that you have had to navigate that as well. Uh, when people are expecting you to be a man, yeah. the expectation it's is... interesting that that expectation is to remove my autonomy. Yeah. Like, that is crazy to me. Yeah. Yep. But it, because there's the box says man... So this, we're going to keep you mm-hmm. in that. It has to be in order to be masculine. I just don't like so this I'll... us defending men thing. It's so weird. Huh, it's off brand, for sure. <laughs> it's definitely off brand. No, but if, you, if we were to actually like, were to um, recategorize even those who tend to enact the most violence, like cis men are most Terrible. often than not the Can we also most put white violent. On there, but I'm sorry, go ahead. White cis white Christian men are the most violent demographic ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then you get to take down you know one label at a time, and like that's still kind of like you know as far as violence goes. Like, where's our hats? <laughs> Present June January sixth. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, continue your point. Well, I'm gonna add like another layer to this, right? So I was very surprised actually um starting testosterone and like just some of the internal shifts that mm-hmm. happened that i, I was, was gonna ask but i didn't know if i was allowed for. to okay um usually probably not but because we're here like let's go okay. um let's go. like <laughs> i've been surprised like there's some um like things feel a lot more urgent internally and like little things are like set me off um I remember the first time okay so it's like a few weeks into testosterone and uh i was in my car on the freeway about to overtake this car and like this is probably no i'm gonna i'm gonna share it it's fine it's whatever um i'm overtaking i remember exactly where i was like on the corner of this this or, or around a curve this car over here on the right i see the angle of this person it's just like black women i'm assuming um freshly haircutted and i was like oh my gosh like i was st- just this angle of a person with a fresh cut, like I was very surprised that like I was, I was uh feeling activated, which I've never, you know, visually been like just mm-hmm. out of nothing, you know, kind of been like, 
activated so intensely mm-hmm. and um i was like holy wow and so like just just holy wow <laughs> wow <laughs> i feel like right then the gift of kind of like going through this like masculine puberty mm. in my 30s Mm. Having been socialized as a woman, mm. uh, okay, a lot. I approached wow, yeah. some of those like the urgency, the <clears throat> intensity of like, you know, like I, I so I guess like, not say that I understand the caveman behaviors right, but like no. I feel like if we know that this is true for folk who have testosterone, testosterone in their bodies, why are we not then helping teach these folk? Basically, how not to rape women, how yeah, not to be violent, how not to like beat on your chest, you know, instead of always, always, always trying to teach like women how not to get raped. Right. Which yeah. obviously is not working wow. right, you know, but, but I will say like having experienced Ooh. that and like um, another layer of surprise is like rejection feels way different with testosterone in my body. Oh, than can you explain? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? I struggle so hard to even make sense of it, but it's like, I feel like um, back in my lesbitarian days, I probably would have shot way more shots because like, okay, cool. Someone said, no, all right, bet. You know, we can still chill. It's whatever, right? And we'll move yeah. on. But it felt a lot more dire, like a no, like, take me now, Lord. Like, it just felt, you know. Oh, no. Wow. Just, no, but so much more intense. Yeah. But that also, that you saying that makes sense and mm-hmm. why they resp- why men respond so violently when rejection happens if yeah, the you. response feels more like a right uh, like or a, like ptsd i mean i can be swayed when i'm you know persuaded oh, a little bit yay, Carol. <laughs> but not to excuse it now i hate it but yeah no i mean it's not understandable but like the way that you're explaining it to us i'm like oh like it if it feels like a violent reaction to you, the response just trying to match our energy. The response that has been taught. Let's yeah, also get into that. Right, like the response right. that has been taught, mm, right, absolutely. is instead of you dealing with it, yeah, lash out. Like when yeah. you feel these things, yeah. lash out. We have the not, when I get we home. have not spent any time saying when you feel these things. Yeah, that's the time when you need to go. Maybe I don't know by yourself. Yeah, really talk Let's to somebody. Take a walk, right, or, like, do, like, do something non-violent. Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, it's kind of like the gift right of queerness, or people who've kind of experienced both. You know, yeah, especially with transport, you know, right? To say, I have heard zero people talk about it in that way, and I wonder what if we're like, hey, look, this thing is going to make me feel like you're dying. Mm. Teach that response because yeah. I had that in my body, but I knew not to act out in a particular way. Yeah, because I was socialized as a woman, right? Mm, so yeah. I feel like a lot of even what it means to be a man, right? Yeah, is constructed which brings us back to gender is a construct Construct. right yeah but you can't say that for other people because in that now you can't argue for trans folk just living their lives and existing right so it's like we literally construct what it means to be a man and we can change that construction right to be less violent yeah that helps all of us yeah Yeah, but i'm also like this is what's so annoying because as a as a woman we're taught how to react Mm -hmm. to To these things But men are not talked how to like right. control those yeah, feelings. Exactly. But it comes from that caveman mentality, right? That this yeah. is well, their initial reaction is this, and you can't fight the initial reaction. So this is how you respond to it, rather yeah. than telling them how to respond yeah. to know? that reaction. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is annoying. Yeah, it's so annoying. And uh, emotional labor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm doing enough. No, thank you. Don't stand me up for me. Yeah, that makes me think about so many things. Man, like, let them have their feelings. 
It's not my favorite thing too. Yeah, like, but like you know, by yourself. It. Like don't, <laughs> don't exactly. take your feelings exactly. out on me. Yeah, yeah. that's yes. what's so aggravating. Yeah, it is. No, it's real. <laughs> not as all being nervous. I, <laughs> I am, but I'm I like a too. little. I'm. I don't know. I feel upside down a little bit because I'm like not a stranger thing. <laughs> I, I am. I feel like I'm in the upside down. I just because, imagine that emoji that's doing the handstand. Like Sorry, because it's okay. So it makes me think of this, and maybe this is the wrong context. I don't know. I'm sure. I know y'all will tell me. It's not. I'm sure. I know y'all yeah. will tell me. It's like when, <laughs> <laughs> like okay. So as we're talking about teach men how to respond, Mm-mm. um, like as a woman, me personally, when I am like. I said earlier that I only have one good week out of the month, like truly the week before the week during the week after it's probably in your best interest. Like in, in some, only when you're ovulating, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so it's, as you mentioned, like we were taught to behave a certain way, but there's some days I'm like, not everybody is getting the smoke. Everybody. You talk to me crazy. You get in the smoke. If you look at me crazy, you get in the smoke. And it's like, do are are we expected to also learn how to deal with your emotions? Not F yes. Men, listen. <laughs> Thank you, friend. Man, I know how to roll one. No, I'm just tired of like, even always having Amanda to do it. Looking at you wild or talking no, to you. No, I'm just saying wild. in general, like just just in, I don't I don't I'm not discriminating against whatever you identify as. If you if I'm in that space and I'm in a so like you so can't have three out of the four weeks of a month. You can have one. Yeah, but I'm not saying that's all that she I'm, got. No, she's no, saying, saying the opposite. She's saying yeah. that she has one she's good, good week yeah. out, of the month. out of four. I heard that. Thank you. What I'm saying is but she she's she's saying saying exactly the exact opposite. <laughs> yes, and it'd be no, three why? 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 See, thank you, friend. Thank <laughs> you. Set it off because the majority of your personality. I need my straight backs. Set it off. Would you say That's why. Or no, I'm saying like, how many men are having this conversation? None how many them. white women no. are having this conversation? None of them. Right? Oh, well. no, <laughs> and, and I'm hearing you're even more like, as a Karen black woman saying these words. Oh, see, look, like you get to be mad. You're the same angry and we get to be mad. Men folk and if you want to be mad women. three weeks out the month, then you be mad. I'm not trying to invalidate you. I'm just saying that if it's three out of the, if it's the majority, it might just be your personality. Nah. Sis. It may not be a reaction. Mm, that's that what too. I'm trying to say. Mm, <laughs> that too. I'm the fiery one of the group. <laughs> I think everybody knows it. You're not though. You can't. such a big. I am big a softie, but girl. don't cross me or my people. So who's and the fiery then, one? I'm curious now. It depends on the day. You got quiet. It's definitely. <laughs> Nobody went in. Oh, everybody. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it. Yeah, I think it depends on the, the it, who it is. It, it, it's it, the topic. If you give me topics, I can answer like. I feel like you're more fiery out of all of us. I'm just protective. Me? That's it. Yeah. Oh, you I are. kind of feel honored by that. You are. Because yeah. I also feel like you're, no offense. I feel like you're the smartest. So I feel like your Agreed. fiery is like around your um, intelligence. All the offense. Oh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I feel offended. Every time we do the word of the week, I'm like, oh. Not the word of the week. I mean, come on now. It is. No. I just have like a high um, injustice, like a low injustice tolerance, which mm-hmm. I just learned was an ADHD thing. You have a lot mm-hmm. of interesting. <laughs> okay, great. to know what they are. No, I just feel like you're the first one to like be like no nonsense. Uh-oh. I feel like it tracks based on who your daddy is. I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's not topical. It's just broad. 
Yeah. No, I feel like no one is effing with you at all. I feel like that. But that's just off, like you said, GP. Like, yeah, yeah, because that's true. I used to hold that as a badge too. Because when I was young, people would be like, "Do you not?" I'm like, if I ever get into a fight, I might lose. I don't know, but no one ever tries me because I just same. I can't. I should right. Yeah, no one really crosses that. Yeah, facts. Okay, so back to the disclosure. Basically, sorry, that was a wild tangent. Um, I know you. In particular, um, your experience, you disclose very um, off the bat. Like, that's one of the first things you disclose. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel like based on your if the relationship's going to become sexual, if that is like a more pertinent conversation versus if it's like we're just friends or I'm not seeing you as someone that I would like to progress our relationship sexually with or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's especially important sexually because like. Uh, body parts right like there's some body parts that are enjoyable for some and maybe not for others or Mm. how you engage bodies with one another and you know any you know um prosthetics and or equipment paraphernalia (laughs) toy and they're not toys you don't play with that stuff take that stuff seriously but like playtime always time for down for a time in the sandbox I love games where there's no loser. Mm. Oh, oh, that's oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's what's up. That's good. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I get again. So, so part of what I, earlier, right? I had asked, you know, when cisgender folk disclose. Um, overall, I feel like if we just normalized, if some people have to disclose, let everybody disclose, right? Yeah. The same way I use the language of cisgender for only ever naming that which is different mm-hmm. will always be different. Mm-hmm. And we're yeah. always going to be somehow a threat real. to society. Mm-hmm. Right. But if everybody's disclosing, then that's just what we do. Right. right. Yeah. And there, it's, it's not like now making it like, oh, the onus is on the oppressed. Right. You yeah. Know, that's so true. Um, and not on, you know, say how black people can't solve racism. Right. Mm-hmm. It's we've all got work to do. And some of us that's undoing those tapes that we've heard all our lives. And for others, it's like, Quit oppressing people, right? Yeah. But like, um, so I think all of us, right, if we took on the uh responsibility for disclosure, um, then it would look very different, right? Then it won't be as dangerous for us to, yeah, you know, or even just sure. the weight of having to do the calculations of when to disclose, how to disclose, if to disclose. Like I, some days I'd be getting tired. I'm like, you know what? I'm not even gonna, it's fine. I'm gonna just go on ahead and be happy in my little hermit mode. It's just, it just feels like a lot to figure out like yeah what might you do or say i will also say though that you know i have the privileges of being able to kind of curate who i have around me Mm -hmm. and so doesn't everybody it has no Mm. i don't think so that's also okay so can you explain then please um like the pandemic right um i had the privilege of being able to stay at home and still work and not not lose any income okay there are many others had to be out and about, right? So right. I feel like, especially in service roles, you don't get to pick who's around right. you. Okay. Right, right, fair. And most of the time, to keep your livelihood, you just got to shut the fuck up and take it. Yeah. And not even have your employer protect or anything else, right? So I feel like, you know, um, and that's just one of like, you know, several privileges, you know, like, so education and being in the denomination that I'm in, being in the country that I'm in. So like, having your all own these space. different privileges. Yeah. Absolutely, right, right. Um. I've been able to kind of curate the people I have around me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't have to maybe wrestle with the same 
or at least the weight of that question of disclosure. Mm-hmm. Um, That's real. Like, I went into my job and I didn't have to wonder about what they know or don't know, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah, it's up front, true. you know. And I have I'm at a job that they're actually advocating on my behalf. I don't to keep reminding people of my pronouns. They're like, my coworkers are like, no, 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 those aren't people's pronouns. Fix it. I only have to fight for myself always, right? Yeah. So that's, that's not always been true. Yeah. Right. So in that, in, you know, we're having that in my world, right? So I, I um, don't always, I guess, have to like wrestle with the same, the weight of the question of disclosure because mm-hmm. I'm in a universe where I'm out and it's not a question. And I've been able to shape my work around, you know, being black, queer, trans, African, you know, living in America and like all the otherness that is my life you know being mm-hmm. able to bring those together and like that is my ministry in the world right mm-hmm. um so i again i'm only answering that question as me right yeah even a year from now i would hope that that question maybe isn't the same either right because one that maybe we've moved into a world where disclosure is for everybody right yeah um but also you know just that you know i, I don't want to have to keep having these same struggles you know yeah, whether the sure. ones i personally experienced or ones that others do experience that I also want to fight for, for sure. with the privileges and powers that I do have, you know, um, they're not many, but I feel like, you know, I say this to white people when I do anti-racist work, like if you're not risking something, don't call yourself an ally. Right. Or, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, while you have the privilege, spend it down, you can't take it with you. So if I'm going to tell people that, right, I like to practice literally what I'm preaching. So yeah. I'm working at the denominational setting, you know, in a, in an environment that allows me to say stuff that, any other place, I would have never been able to say these things. Like, yeah. I have access to like <clears throat> the higher ups in this denomination. And I'm like, I'll call bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I always like, as a woman that, okay, I'm just going to say how I feel it. As a woman that enjoys penises, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would only expect there to be disclosure if you don't have that sexual organ that i'm expecting so if they do you are not so how does someone know that that's that's what you need like how would i know if i approached you so i would through our conversation i i would tell you leading up to sex yeah that i enjoy so when do you have that conversation you know what i mean like so that's that's mm. yeah that's, that's true. kind of the question yeah right yeah and it's like when you have that with someone that you're planning to have a sexual relationship with Right. Mm-hmm. That that's going to come up at some point. Yeah. But if you do not have the organ that I enjoy, I would expect at some point for you to tell me. But because I, you've I disclosed that, that I enjoy that, that organ. OK, okay. but right. I guess what I'm hearing them say is, is that something that happens organically or is it like, hi, my name is Nicole and I like penis. Like, is that how the conversation <laughs> I mean, goes? No, yeah. I, I think go. it's more like how it happens naturally is like, show me a dick pic. Just kidding. <laughs> For Carol, apparently Just that kidding. is like you in a remote for comparison. No, um, <laughs> I think uh, I'll speak for myself um, how it happens naturally. It's more just like that flirtatious of like talking dirty or like, oh, like. I, what I want to do to you later, what I'm hoping happens is how it can occur more naturally yeah. than oh, your name okay. and then yeah, the sexual say, organ you prefer. Yeah, like not like I'm in an AA meeting, like, hi, my name is Carol and I love dick. Like, that's not how it's going to come up for sure. Okay. I want to stick there, though. Let's stick there for a second, right? Because yeah. I think, again, not saying this of you because I don't know you like that, but like. Go ahead. When you meet someone who you read as a cisgender man, mm-hmm. a man, whatever, right? you have, I guess, assumptions that they probably have a penis in their pants and maybe you want to start 
talking to them, right? And so right. if it came to that level, again, my hope is that if it was a trans person who maybe is has not had or will not have like bottom surgery, right. then they might be like, oh, by the way, just want to check in, right? Um, and that's where some people will start saying like, oh, that's deception. You didn't tell me because right. like you weren't able to see that I was trans. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't think I'm, I don't hundred percent pass. Right. But there's some people, I mean, like fully bearded, like you would mm-hmm. never know, mm-hmm. like by any stretch, I'm saying like just beefy trans men. Right. Right. Um, or even some trans women, but I guess like with that in mind though, like at what point do you ask that person like, Hey, what you got in your pants? Like, should we be developing this thing? Right. And I, think, and I think maybe that's kind of where the disclosure question yeah, is. Yeah, and it does because how we interact sexually is now going to change because of how, mm-hmm. at least from my past experiences, right, from what I'm accustomed to, if you do not have that, how we are going to now progress our relationship sexually is going to be different. But it doesn't mean it's bad. It right. just means it's going to be different. And so I would be, for me... I would be expecting the conversation, not necessarily that I'm against the conversation or I'm against right, us right. progressing. I just want to know what that looks like. Mm. But I don't so how know does someone that... not know that you're a lesbian, for example? How do I not know? No, no, so how does someone not, not know. know that you're a lesbian? You know? Do we know that you are a lesbian? Oh. <laughs> I mean, if I was walking up to you somewhere. You don't. Yeah, and exactly. I, we've had this question too. Like when I've, I've asked Saya before, because the, we live in a cisgender world, right? Where everyone, I would assume, assumes everyone is a cis heterosexual person until you say otherwise, unless you're in a space where yeah. I'm expecting everyone in that space to not be that. So I've asked Saya, like we went to Broccoli City this year, and I was like, how do you hit on women? Right. In a safe way, because you don't know if they're gay or not. Like, exactly. you, you know what I mean? Like, so how yeah. do you do that safely and not like coming off as, I don't know, people might take it a wrong way or whatever. Right. Like, how do you approach those situations, right. assuming that you're in a space where everyone is straight? Right. This is the reason why there are gay, lesbian, trans spaces, right? Because mm-hmm. exactly. we are, we, there's no guarantee that no matter how, like, no matter what I do to it as an approach, there's no guarantee that right. someone is not going to feel some type of way about the way that I approach. Right. Right. I have I have right. cultivated it into a space where it is like I'm being very affirming of the person that I see mm-hmm. versus outright hitting on someone out of safety right. reasons and for comfortability for somebody else. Because right. every person that I am around, I do not automatically assume you want me, nor do I assume that right. you are are gay anyway or or a lesbian or any any way, shape, or form. So I you you have to do what's safest, but also, I also think respectful, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just because okay. you want to be, res- I, for me, I want to be respectful of wherever you are on your journey with your sexuality. So if you are into it, then we know how to talk. If you're not, right. receive the compliment, the affirmation, mm-hmm. and Move say, well, about, about, your business. about your business and yeah. that's yeah. it. Because I think that, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> okay. I was just about to ask, like, so in a moment, like, like if a cisgender individual goes into, let's say we go to the gay club or whatever, and it's ladies night or whatever that's defined as. Right. And so is the expectation that you are as a cisgender person in the room open to the shooting of shot and just a respectful no, thank you. If that's not what you're interested in or whether or not you're right, because that that in my mind would be the that would be your safe space right that would be where if you identify or if 
if you are a lesbian and you go to this place and you happen to take your girls with you who are not, that is your safe space, which means if you shoot your shot at somebody, then not that it should be expected, but it should whatever the response be should be respectful in whatever manner that yeah, is. I sure. felt the safest and had the most fun at gay parties. Right. Yeah. But do you also, like, do you feel infiltrated <laughs> yeah. too? Like, do you also feel like, okay, then why are you here? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, because you can, someone that, you can both be lesbian, someone yeah. took a shot and you decide that they're not for you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, but it does, it is, it is what Nicole is asking. Can be a problem if it's like, okay, which of y'all, Oh, can right, I not? Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't want to ask all y'all if all y'all are straight. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like, do you need to have like a sign uh, on or right. something like, like, the, like, the, like the little red right. 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 yeah. Yes, yes. Because I'm like, I, I done spent all night looking at you and you ain't even, like, get yeah, my face. The bigger issue is like, if someone finds you attractive and they try to shoot their shots and you are not attracted to that gender, like, why is it the worst thing that'll ever happen to someone, right? Because like, yeah, that's, that's right. Really right. cool. Because again, like you're saying, like, you know, if it's like two hetero folk, right? And you're like, oh, thanks, but no thanks, right? Mm-hmm, right. Like this idea that, oh, I can't believe you hit on me. And then now you got to like have a reactive violent, you know, like a right. violent reaction to someone. And like, that just seems imbalanced to me. It's like, you know, again, if if cis men <laughs> could learn how to like, you know. Facts. Um, just say no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Cis men push and like try to be like, you know, holler at women and whatever else, right? They understand boundaries because let that be a nigga try to holler at that dude. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. like, they know what the boundary is. They mm-hmm. know how to hold it. And so I, I feel like, you know, so it's not that we don't know how the skills or the ways, you know, we practice those things. It's like, look, hey, no, thank you. And they just keep it moving. Like, that's fine. Yeah, you know, right. again, gender. But I think, Carol, you had said something and my head is still rolling around and maybe I won't be able to answer it well. But like, if I don't know you, and I mean, I know of you, right? Mm-hmm. And know you're, you know, into black men, and that's fine, right? But like this idea that, like, if I meet someone on the street, um, as a trans person who doesn't have, you know, like, is masculine leaning, but doesn't have like all the cis men parts, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, without knowing one, what you're into, who you're into, like what kind of gender you're into, and or you know what body parts are, de- you're definitely your thing. Which ones are definitely not your thing? I feel like again, it's com- this coming up with disclosure. If everyone were to disclose, right, then I would know very clearly, okay, cool, you're not a lesbian because you told me you're not a lesbian. Right. But now I can conduct myself accordingly, right? Mm-hmm. But this idea, I think sometimes where it becomes dangerous is we're all coming into this with assumptions, right? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming sure. you are cisgender. Right. For all I know, you are trans. I don't know until you tell me so, right? Right, right. There's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're all able to disclose, I guess, then now it's not me as a trans person trying to like, Mind read, like, okay, I wonder what she's into. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's whatever. And then having them to say, okay, and by the way, here's all my stuff, right? Yeah. I think there has to be some level of, you know, how do you help, I guess, alert folk. Yeah. Right. Who know you, whether or not they can holler at you. Like, yeah. when you yeah. said, like, yeah, this is thing. How does one know that without like, you know, wearing a t-shirt, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it's going to have to be conversation. You know right. what I mean? Like, we have right. to talk to get to know each other more, to know what i'm in what i'm into what you're into what you're comfortable with what i'm comfortable with so i agree that there's going to be some level of us getting to know each other before which any sexual partner you're going to be able to you're going to have to talk to them to know what they're into what they're not (laughs) into what their boundaries are yeah like before (laughs) yeah before i drop my draws like i'm assuming we're having a conversation first like you know what i mean like regardless but i do like what you're saying is like both people are disclosing 
and there has to be open communication on both ends regardless yeah. of right. what's between Instead your legs yeah. which is interesting yeah. because yeah. i feel like a lot of times what you're hearing now is like why does it why should it matter why should it matter blah 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 blah, blah which would lead to being less conversation are you not talking about it that much yeah, yeah. but what you're presenting mm-hmm. is the exact opposite which is no let's Let's, let's, air, let's, it all let's out. air it all out. Let's normalize it. Yeah, let's yeah. normalize it instead yeah. of trying to say it doesn't matter. It does matter. It does. Yeah. Let's validate. Yes. It does matter. But yeah. I just, yeah. and why yeah. are you not talking to the person you're having sex with? Like, yeah. regardless of, you know, there should be some level of I, us getting to know each other yeah, before whatever that means to you. Like, I'm not sex shaming yeah. or slut shaming or whatever that looks like. I'm not doing any of that. But I would assume before we have some type of sexual yeah interaction we've had Mm -hmm. conversation about our boundaries and what that means and what that looks like because even in like consent yeah exactly and especially in like a dating scenario if it's not like a one-night stand i would imagine that some of the conversations that's happening are like your preferences in the bedroom if you intend on taking the relationship there it is like kind of setting expectations and what you like and i think that you asked a very interesting question to start off with when carol posed her point of at what point is it some people consider it deception at that point. If that is when you disclose that you may not have the assumed um, organs that the other party may assume if they don't ask you like straight out. And I think that that is an interesting piece of this conversation because I don't know that I would consider it deception at that point. If if we make it all the way to the bedroom and we haven't talked about it, then I might feel a little bit differently. And that may not be fair of me either. Mm -hmm. Like in light of this conversation, I'm that's starting to like shift for me. Yeah. But I think that it, Mm if we're getting to know each other and in getting to know each other, you tell me new information, which is part of getting to know one another, then it's not deception. Now I am informed and I get to choose what I want to do with this information. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I just, I just, we're here listening to like that particular TikTok that we saw of when people disclose and when they don't, it just seems like the safest option to me to tell someone before we get to the bedroom. Right. So that everyone involved can make an informed choice. Yeah. Because yeah. when you, and I'm not trans, so I don't know the nuances of what that means, but I just assume that if you tell someone before we get there, if I'm not in person, if we do it via text message or through a dating app, whatever, that seems like the safest option. Well, I also feel like everyone. it's a read the room type situation. Like I feel, yeah. feel like in some instances, you in conversation, you can, it's like when you meet a new person and then you start offloading some things that otherwise you wouldn't like, Oh my God, I can't believe I shared all of that with you. Right. It's probably because you felt like you were in a safe space. So you Mm -hmm. could share that. Yeah. So, and you read the room, like you, something happened in that exchange where you felt comfortable enough to unload all of that. And I feel like in, in some cases, Mm -hmm. or let me not, I feel that I imagine that in some cases that may that might be the case like yeah. maybe and i'm in thinking about some of the responses from the reference that we use some of most of them were like in a message right so then that there's some type mm-hmm. of distance in in common space or whatever so then that way you felt safe because you know you're creating a safe space but if you're getting to know someone over a period of time then i feel like sometimes organically you can you can learn when you feel safe yeah yeah, yeah. So I have a question for y'all. Um, kind of the reverse of what you had asked a little bit earlier, you know, about like at what point like a trans person would disclose in like a romantic or a sexual relationship with someone. Um, at what point, I guess, would you want to know 
Mm. Like, what would be the line, I guess, for your expectation for knowing about someone being cis or trans or whatever in the same type of relationship? Mm. Like, when would it feel like deception to you versus, oh, now they felt safe enough to disclose? Mm -hmm. I think I'll go first, just because I feel like I just kind of touched on it. But I think definitely before we're like, about to have sex like if I am making a realization not because it was ever stated to me but because I'm seeing it I feel Mm. like that to me would be like let's pause (laughs) and would probably be like a little bit mad because now I'm half naked and uncomfortable (laughs) because like we Mm. have to instead of like going into like the throes of whatever was about to happen like now we have to like stop and now have a discussion around like what is about to transpire um and so i think for me i don't i think it's i think it's it's interesting to like talk about this in the sense of like what people what you create space for and i think that that Mm. is like in a lot of different topics like you can shoot yourself off at the mouth like really early and talk about like how you don't like kids and blah, blah blah and someone then with kids that's interested in you may suddenly be like well I don't know like how to tell you that I have a son and I don't want it to be a deal breaker if you like me for me you know what I mean and I and I think that that creates um can create issues but I think that definitely like I still would expect like I don't want to walk into your house and like see your kids playpen and see your child and then be like Nick. right, (laughs) Right. so so I think that for me that's the line like I I want to like I need to know that you have enough respect for me to specify things before I'm going to like visually like be in that moment. Like, like, and that is me knowing that I try, I will say to create space for those conversations to be easy. I don't, I don't try to Mm -hmm. like come out of the woodwork with a lot of hard nose and and lines in the sand and Mm -hmm. like really offensive, um, ways to communicate so that it kind of makes it scary but that is my truth I think no I agree with you for me I my only well, not only I would say my biggest thing I don't like to be lied to like I feel mm-hmm. like if we can talk is a mission a lie yes for me like I we can for me I can't get over and we can talk through a lot of things if I discover something on my own without you being forthcoming that is very, very hard for me to overcome. So if we're same with Tiff, if we're getting to the point where we're in the throes and we're about to to have a physical um, relationship with each other and I find it out, that is going to be very hard for me to reconcile with versus you just telling me ahead of time. Yeah. So for me, and it doesn't have to be the first time or the instant that we meet, it could be a few dates in or whatever, whenever we get to a point where you feel comfortable disclosing the information. Like I'm not saying off the bat, you have to tell me every one of your deepest, darkest secrets or personal information. Like I don't feel that way, but I do want to make sure that you're being honest with me before I have to find it out in a way where it feels dishonest. Um, I think for, and I think I don't, and I cannot speaking for all women, but the dishonesty part of it or feeling like you're being deceived is very like hard to reconcile with. And I know that that changes and that's different for every person. Because yeah. I think that yeah. also for me, when it happens, it also feels like, well, what else yeah, don't what I know? Exactly. Yeah, which is yeah. like not like a mindset that I enter 
like interactions with. Yeah, yeah same. I trust talking. before. Yeah. To me, I trust before I think before I'm just before I don't trust. Like yeah. I'm giving yeah. you the opportunity. I'm <clears throat> trusting you until you prove to me that you can't be trusted. Innocent until proven guilty. Is yeah, how and that's how I. Yeah. And that might be to my. It is to my detriment. So I um want to believe that you're being honest with me and I want to, I'm believing that I can trust you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I want to trust the person that I'm with. Nicole, you want to answer and then I'll answer? Um, so I would like to think that I'm a, not, not that no one isn't me personally and how I move. I'm more open-minded where I don't think I would ever see it as deception. I think that it's learning a person. Wait, ever? Um, no, I mean, obviously we getting, we getting ready to get it in and you tell me I'm not going to be heartbroken. I'm, I'm, I might be like, well, we're here. Okay. Wait, I'm sh- not shocked, but so. Well, mainly because, well, let me also say this because personally, I don't think I would ever get that far because for me in a relationship, sex is very important. Like it's very important. Mm-hmm. Well, really you important. wouldn't get one far. <laughs> Right. Like, <laughs> I don't even think that I would get to the bedroom before I don't know. Um, so you would have felt around and like huh? <laughs> the high most. I mean <laughs> Mm-hmm. You're I talking mean, about digging in the abyss a second ago. Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean would that. ask for a dick pic. Y'all talking about me. I mean, I probably. You said it about you. Yeah, yes, you, you did. did. Uh-huh. <laughs> you drink your drink. I was joking. Um, uh-huh. Right. You know you right. Right, right. I like dick pic. <laughs> I hate them. Trauma. <laughs> um, I think. But let's not forget Tiffany's remote. I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to send it. <laughs> I need <mean>, cost comparison. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, no, I mean, it, because it's very important for me, I probably would, I wouldn't even, I don't think I would ask those questions because me, I'm concerned about like how I'm pleasing you and how you pleasing me. Like I need, mm. I want to know those things. So then that way I know how to go forward. Now, if you, if you, now I'm not saying Wait, this. Wait, what does that mean? Can you? Yeah, so Sorry, you don't have to get into the... Oh, yeah, okay. If you were in the throes and you had no prior conversation and you find out this person does not have what when, you expected... When you, I was younger, I probably would be like, well, let me see what it feels like because... Wait, but I, you also just said um, you'd be having conversations around I'm pleasing you and you're pleasing me. Is that yeah. what you just said? So what does that conversation usually go like for you? I mean, it like, what do you like? Like, just like, it's, mm-hmm. just like you have conversations like, what is your favorite food? <laughs> What is your favorite color? And then when you progress in the conversation, you're on some late night and like, what you like? You know, so you're, so you're you a lot of like, I have to give that sloppy toppy. I mean, I'm not saying all of that. You're not. <laughs> okay. So wait, you're not. I mean, so there's no one. So you're saying, that you, so then that's not deception because you've already talked about it before. Right. You, that, but I also like, if we didn't get into the conversation of, okay, well, maybe I have a prosthetic versus I was born with it, then. If I didn't learn that until in the bedroom, it's a toss up. Either I'm like, well, that's not really what I'm feeling right now. Or I ain't never had it before. Let's try. Mm, that's, that's fair. That's progressive. But I don't think that's that I would be, I don't think I consider it deception just because you don't tell me that it's not real. Not real. And you know, I already see, told you that what I like is this. Right. Because the I mean, maybe, is not what we discussed. Maybe, maybe I've always said, well, no, I mean, it's not real. I don't want it. And I know I've said that before. But if you prove me wrong, 
What if, okay. what if someone do? But what if they don't? Then I'm like, okay, now my, now my, now you know, now my preference is solidified. <laughs> but that's it, not for me. Okay, but is it preference or is it like how that person maneuvers that? Right. Thing? Maybe they just it, don't it, know how to slang like, like, that. Yeah, the same twice. way that we have. It could yeah. be, but the same way that you have bad sex with. Mm. You're right. Regular. Then, <laughs> so then let me ask this question. <laughs> When you experience something bad, don't you normally generalize and you categorize it anyway? No. You I don't? don't. I haven't so done you're that saying you've had back sex, so all penis is bad? Right. No, but I could probably say. What you about to say? If you got a pencil dick, it's How do you know how we got here? So that's why you'd be asking for dick pics. <laughs> the girth. <laughs> I mean, you be having shopping catalogs for you go buy the purchase, you know. Oh, sure. I mean, I mean, I guess that's, that's interesting. I guess like for when talking about like the conversations around like pre-sex and like what happens and like what you like and like what right. you I just to me like part of that is like the conversation around like what you like to do too. And yeah. so like is like if oral is something that you like to do and is that an option in these scenarios? Like I, mean, I don't I wasn't talking yes. specific. Okay. I was just saying that that's what you're talking about the things that you like no but I mean wouldn't like. you be specific in, in a yes, real yes I would that was my point conversation. I to me that's, oh, okay. to ask you. that's the opening oh, okay. to me if you're talking if you're going that far in a conversation that, that is to me an opening for yeah. the other so person so you said all of that to agree with us but <laughs> saying it for the maybe I just miss it you know it takes me a minute I'm saying we're against it I'm just saying be honest about what is happening before I we get to that point but I mean the difference is Nicole said that it wouldn't be a deal breaker if that is when she learned to no but since Nicole's not against it if she would like it she doesn't know if she likes it no but even if I don't I'm not gonna be like you're garbage like I'm not gonna do you are if it sucks no said that you I are mean, if you don't enjoy it that's no, what you're that's saying that's not true I just mm. now nah, I made a note like that's not for me but I mean you could be a even a cis male shut up even a cis male I mean I've had my I've had my fair share <laughs> I probably have been like no I'm not gonna deal with that person ever again because but you no. didn't generalize penis mm. by this one person is what we're saying mm. and so Okay. okay. Saya, do you want to chime in? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, I think the thing that uh stuck out the most when you asked a question for me is uh whether or not um well like how in which disclosing like when when do you need to have it and the fact that it is something that it's important to you whether or not it's important to the person that is having to disclose it like in the moment. Right. Like I think for me, it's, we've internalized a lot sometimes like about it being about ourselves and not really so much about the other person sometimes. And I get like, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. We're all evolved to try to figure out exactly what we like, what we don't like and how, where we're at. But I, I don't know that it really matters as much as we say it is sometimes. I don't know. I get this feeling like it is it is because there's other things behind it sometimes or mm-hmm. like where we're at right now in society is very much like there is no um, I can get jiggy with whatever type scenario. It's pretty much like, no, I have these preferences, but where do these preferences lie? Or, again, because we said preferences, right? Like people call them preferences, mm-hmm. but are those mixed in with prejudices? Pre- yeah, prejudices, right? Yeah, for sure. And, and um, I think for me, disclosure is important when it becomes a way in which 
I will have to interact with anything before that. Like, let's Mm -hmm. just say we're having a regular conversation. I'm not, I'm not worried about whether or not you have born of breasts or, you know, have a vagina or whatever the case may be. For me, that's not a matter. But when it gets, and I think this is what you guys are all getting to, but it's more so about when am I going to have to interact with it and, Your and with the vagina or if it is for me a trans woman and I'm having to determine whether or not you're, you're, you're just, you're disclosing this information. And I think it's only important if I know that I'm going to have to determine how I want to navigate it with, you know, with you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, until that point, I don't really, I don't really care. You know, we can be vibing, mm-hmm. doing whatever. Cause at that point then I want to know, what you we talk about what you like but i don't even think it's what you like i think it's more so like where are you comfortable with dealing with because it it could be you don't want your nether regions touched at all you just want to be able to please me or whatever the case may be and if i don't have to interact with it we don't need to talk about it but wait okay so hold on so what about if okay so in instances of like abstinence where you just where people decide that they don't want to have sex before marriage Mm -hmm. So there's a potential that we won't interact with your nether region before marriage. But you talk about it. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm asking. Whoa. So in your case, you like when do you when do we talk about it? Don't. If but I'm for, never interacting with it until later. But again, I think for me it's not it's it's one of these things of all right, if we're in the space, if I did get married to somebody and end up being a trans person and I'm very much a person that I am into the person. That's just for me. So I don't have to worry about that until that point. And then how do we navigate? We we navigate how we need to navigate. You wouldn't feel deceived if it it never came up? Well, so here's the thing. I think for me, I also have never like, I don't think that it, sex looks like one way or it always has to be something, certain thing. And there's some things that I like that really, oh, well, like if you don't need X, Y, and Z and you know what I like and I don't have to interact with, whatever that is, or it doesn't have, like, we don't have to worry about how we're going to navigate it or to have that conversation because that's not what is important to you. I'm fine with that. Because that's like that's also the way an I'm... extreme situation. Like, but I mean, but it's abstinence until marriage. Like how long are you dating and how long are you engaged before you actually get married? And you're trying to tell me that at no point that sex comes up or at least in conversation, especially if you understand and identify what is important. Like I'm, I'm thinking mm-hmm. about if you're preparing for marriage, right? And you talk about all the things that are important to you in a marriage. So it's like if you had to categorize one through five, what's most important, what's yeah, least. Right. And and I know for me, niggas be lying. God and don't be talking. Sex and <laughs> so on and so forth. Right. God right. Sex. <laughs> so if we're having the conversation, point, go uh, ahead. No. That issue is not that they're trans, it's that there was like some level of not being able to share. Like if you're about to get married, like y'all you've shared. Right. We're assuming well, you that should yeah. have. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, so yeah. I feel like at that point, it's not because they're a trans. It's, I mean, it could have been a cis person who yeah. left out some stuff, you know, yeah. Yeah. If this person were post-op, would your answers change? Yes. For me. I feel like if you're post-op, you don't, there's less talk. You're saying there's less to mean? talk about? Yeah, like. Because you have the parts. Yeah, because you, have have you now have, the, you now have the quote unquote assumed parts. So I feel like in the terms of like disclosure, I feel like if you've had full um, 
trans if you fully um what's i don't even transitioned? know transitioned transitioned yes yeah, so if you fully yes. transitioned where it's both and to be clear that means that you have transitioned not only in the way you want the world to receive you but also physically physically yeah and am, am i missing am I, am I, yeah medically okay. and socially yeah. yeah yeah then i feel like you i personally i don't know if you need to tell someone that you are trans yeah so for me if you've fully transitioned physically i don't i don't think you need to disclose anything ever no never no go at marriage no why well, well, I do have points where well, I think that you I might do think want you to do because when yeah, you meet the family and mom yeah. has pictures of both before and after, can like I mean, you I never want to see a baby picture. No, I feel you. Like I do feel what you're saying. I just feel like it's less of a. It's less the conversation to me is now different. You're but, now talking to me about a former life of yours. Right. Well, but, what we're also and again, this is like highly conceptual in a very extreme situation. Yes. But if you and I are getting married and you have transitioned to a man and I'm expecting to procreate with you, then that that's yeah, no, I, agree. I, hope, I would hope that we are close enough where you would have this conversation with me for Wait, sure. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's the expectation. No, yeah. I agree. I, I think that at some point it so should we come all up. this for you to agree. I just disagree. I'm just saying I feel, you I just feel no. like the conversation. I just feel like the conversation is different, is all I'm saying. Uh, okay, I would different, say that sure. I don't, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I don't I know the conversation is different. <laughs> I don't know if you okay, need to tell me. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. I don't know that you would need to tell me before we have sex for the first time if that's the case, but no, I would feel a way, I think. Before uh before sex. Yeah, yeah, I think I would feel a way. Not not because like I want to like judge or I just like it seems like pretty it seems like a pretty large change to me. Like that yeah, seems like I, the reason why but I again, wouldn't. I would feel the same why way. Why wouldn't tell? Why wouldn't expect the conversation? I, yeah, because I uh. think that it would be so large yeah. of a thing that disclosure for them they've already did all of this work. Yeah. And and now you are still upset yes that, and that's where i yeah like but it, do i but you're also see and this is why i don't like a mission because you have decided that you can't disclose something to me because of what you fear my reaction will be but oh, you no, haven't, I'm not saying no, that you haven't given me the opportunity to opportunity to actually have that's a not what i'm saying at all i'm saying There's they are living or like stealth and they're not they don't use trans in front of their name like i'm trans and i don't you know but there's some people who they're just men or they're just women. They don't have trans. I just feel like the conversation is different. I don't feel like the conversation shouldn't happen at some point. I just feel like the yeah. conversation is now different. You were, for me, mm. my my point of view is it's not omission, one, because right. I'm a man, right. period, point blank, period, or I'm a woman, mm. point blank, period. Right. What you're feeling is like it needs to be disclosed. What I'm telling you is I am a man or I am a woman and I have Perfect. lived this way so, even if it's a couple of weeks or for however long, I've lived in this way of like people either making judgments or saying whatever, and I'm comfortable where I'm at right now, when I am ready to have this in-depth conversation with this other person that I am with, then I will share that. Or I may, may never, right? Because I'm how I've had to interact with coming uh, into full knowledge of who I am as a human being doesn't mean I need to relive it every time I am dating somebody and they want to get to know me. And that's my thing. Like it takes a long time yeah. for individuals who have not lived a life of just cis and have not lived the just the life of 
heterosexual to even get to that point. Mm -hmm. So when I finally, when someone has finally gotten there, if, if they are comfortable where they're at and they don't feel like they need to until we progress into a certain point, especially I understand that I don't have to interact with anything other than what I have assumed you are as far as you have not disclosed that you are not cis. So I'm interacting with this body part as in the ways in which I, we have de determined work for both of us. Mm -hmm. I don't, you don't need to tell me until we've gotten to a close enough relationship where, you know, at this point I'm sharing, Hey, X, Y, and Z me personally, I'm thinking medically, you know, that things are changing right. medically. So there are things that I may need to know about you to, since I'm caring for you and since I may or may not be your first mm -hmm. line person that you call, that to me might be the time that I would see somebody saying, oh, I might need to. And I care enough about that person to do that um, and want them to be that part of my life. So I need them to understand and not be surprised if the doctor says some stuff that we right. haven't previously talked mm -hmm. about. That yeah. to me seems important. But, but as far is, as the relationship, no. This is where it's interesting to me being that um, mm. being previously married or not was one thing that was important to you to disclose. Because from that same line of thinking, like, if mm. if we if I'm divorced, I'm single. I'm not I'm not mm. separated. I'm not I used to be married. I am a single human being. And there are certain things to me that are just important enough to be disclosed about before we reach relationship status. And that yeah. and that's to me. And I don't and I don't want to use that as like a point yeah. of judgment or like, but I have to have some kind of understanding of who you are, why certain things may trigger you, mm. why certain things are like mm -hmm. absolutely black zones to you, why certain things are like not a conversation that are, are light that may be for me that aren't for you. Like, you know what I mean? And I yeah. feel like in order to have like a relationship that is on um, like past the surface level or that is, is deep and rich enough so that we are gaining trust in those ways, this shouldn't be a secret. And that's what it is to me because especially like it's, I, and I mean, maybe it's one thing, like if you started transitioning when you were like eight, if you were a full blown adult and made this transition, mm -hmm. like I just feel like there is a lot of your life now that is a vacuum because you were not who you consider yourself to be now then. Right. So as you talk about single or divorced, it's interesting you bring that up because I have thought I've thought about that in some instances where we've been in settings where it's like, how do you classify yourself single, you know, divorced or whatever have you. And I think a lot of that is, um, society a society a status that also coincides with mental growth or emotional growth and healing right, right. because i feel like as someone who might be divorced yes they're divorced but there's some people that stay divorced there's some people that stay widowed or widower and then there's some people that find that moment of healing where they tradition where they transition into singleness right so as, as you utilize those statuses, it's to me, it's just a status. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, I'm in a, I'm in a very committed relationship, but I found my taxes a single. So mm. it's like, we're back to your point earlier labels. It's, it's a label that you put on yourself to help society know how to categorize you. Yeah. The only I mean, reason I brought up marriage, though, I have to back that up a little bit, though, is because of the ways in which individuals interact with uh, the rest of their life. You could be divorced right. and still have some type of tie to a person that you were married to. Right. And that the way mm -hmm. in which you move with that person 
if they showed up yeah. and I didn't know nothing about this or I'm hearing about this person and I'm assuming that this is like a friend, but y'all used to smash and we're married <laughs> and we're talking like all, of, I, all of those things Got to babies. me, that's because my, and it doesn't matter until I have to like, I wouldn't need to know about that. I don't think like right, right away, but I'm gonna need to know how often are like, are we still interacting mm-hmm. with this person to the point where I'm going to have to interact? And what does that look like for me? So that's right. why I'm saying like, I hear what you're saying, but I'm also saying when I'm interacting with you with regards to all the other people that are in your life and how you move and how you navigate, mm-hmm. how is that going to impact what we do? Sure. And what I've experienced right. is mm-hmm. I'm dealing with what I've, what I've experienced is I'm dealing with your ex you know mm-hmm. and the ways in which like you know i don't know on a day-to-day situation my ex did x y and z right if you weren't ever married i wouldn't have to worry about like yeah. i wouldn't have to worry from that standpoint everybody has an ex but <laughs> marriage has other things that you were you know money um family a lot of other things that you're tied into and those interactions changed based on i have been in situations where people have thought i was the ex-wife when in reality, I'm the new person and y'all have not finalized paperwork. So people oh, are, Lord. yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't want to be in that. That oh, space, wow. I don't want to, right. Yeah. <laughs> that space, I don't want to be in. But I, I think that if I don't have, if, if I agree, losing a lot of time in between when somebody um, identified it in one way and has changed it and not sharing that with somebody uh, feels like it can be a loss a little bit in relationship. but. Y'all can gain that back. I think that there's levels to relationships and eventually, you may not know it right away, but you eventually gain in that perspective and seeing that part of their lives that shouldn't take away from y'all's relationship, but in set growth. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that there is like a right time to disclose it, but Mm -hmm. I do think that it's not, it's not unbelievable to me that I do expect that information at some point if that is part of your story. Yeah. The same way that I expect... I mean, I've heard stories about like how you skinned your knee, how you broke your femur, how you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is part of your life. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. I, I don't I don't want the information to judge you for it. I want the information so that I can know understand how, you. Oh, yeah. I fully understand yeah. you. Yeah, like no, the same right. way that like people get divorced and then they never want to get married again or they have kids and they have vasectomy because they are done having kids. Like those are I want to know why you're done having you know what I mean? Yeah. No, like, yeah. right. There's like pieces of your story that make up who you are. And in order to love you, this is a piece of your story that I want to know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a hypocrite by any means. I just feel like, like I said, I don't feel like that conversation shouldn't, that information should not be disclosed. I just feel like the conversation around it is different. For sure. Yeah. But I think that mm-hmm. this leads me into asking what may be our, our last question, but, um, what are ways that we can take the burden off of trans people from having this conversation? Like what are ways to have these conversations that are like natural and not, and don't feel like work to parties? Mm. Yeah. For me, I like to tell people, you know, um, don't show me the work just cause I'm in the room. Like mm, I'm going to prepare the room before good. I get there, you know? Um, like people are like, oh, let's do pronouns. And you know they don't do it other times because like no one knows what you mean when you say it, but they only ask pronouns when I'm there. Mm. I'm like, well, now you just put me on blast. Like, just yeah. get the pronouns, right? Mm-hmm. So make that like, so I guess like normalize, you know, asking pronouns and not making assumptions. You know, yeah. I like to not assume when I'm explaining <laughs> someone like, oh, like that woman, I don't know if that person's a woman or not, right? right? So um, 
but also, you know, I don't want to raise someone if woman is their title. I'm not trying to ungender someone mm-hmm. if they are decidedly gendered, right? So yeah. um, I would definitely say, you know, like do some learning on your own. We got the same internets that we can look up stuff, GTS. right? And, um, right. Uh, well, um, I, and like, oh, can I, I just, I'm curious about this because my, I know that in just some of my, I don't know, people, nonetheless, anyway, I'm just trying to, Trying to get my words together. I'm just trying to get my words together. I feel like sometimes, um, at least my niece and I had talked about normalizing, utilizing they them until you know, right? Now Mm -hmm. is that improper? Like, and I'm think just thinking out loud. I'm not expecting an answer, but is that improper? Because like you said, you don't want to diminish if some if someone does, if their pronouns are she or he or whatever they you know whatever they identify as, but. I feel like until you know, they them yeah. come to me kind of is safe, right? So yeah. that way you don't misgender anybody, but you also are not making any assumptions that they, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like you say that yeah. until they either, until they refer to themselves as something mm-hmm. or yeah. until they correct yeah. you mm-hmm. accordingly. Yeah, that's why, I, you know, whenever I do my trainings, I tell people that too, like, look, you know, you can share your pronouns or not. I don't want to assume but also, I'm going to use they until you tell me otherwise. Right. Um, I think so that good. does a lot because, one, it allows folk who are not used to saying they, they can practice with everybody. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Now it's less awkward when that one person tells you, oh, my pronouns are they, them. Right. Now you've had practice because you're assuming everybody's they until they tell you otherwise. Right. right. Um, but I think the other thing, too, right, is that's how cultures begin to shift. Mm-hmm. We don't yep. make assumptions about you dress a certain way or you look a certain way or I'm really like... The further north I am, I feel like more people read me as female than like the further south I am. Like I'm almost mm-hmm. 100% male down here. And so on, it's fascinating to just see the difference, you know, mm-hmm. and, and where are you and more just comfortable? Like, um, it, it, dep- it depends. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like a northern misgendering feels less violent than like a southern mm-hmm gender you this mm. way but find out oh wait you mean you're not like what mm. okay no. mm-hmm. yeah yeah but it could also be because a lot of the movies we've seen like boys don't cry all that happened in the south and mm-hmm. you know um matthew shepherd um yeah. wyoming so that was like in wyoming i guess right so so but I, I love that you know a lot more media right is is sharing newer and bigger and wider stories of not just our pain and trauma and violence yeah. but also our celebration our brilliance mm-hmm. our you know appropriated culture of like you know suburban white kids trying to you know vote like just just or even pride festivals every year right Mm -hmm. you know like how that was black trans women in particular trans women of color Mm -hmm. just trying to exist Mm -hmm. and here come the white folk and make like but it's a party don't bring in the struggle here like so just just the ways in which i guess like being able to like honor our histories learn the stories yeah Yeah. marshall b johnson who's sylvia rivera right learning our stories not just like you know the the you know or, or Bayard Rustin you know MLK yeah, Jr. yeah I know about him so I was grown grown same, I was like, what? Man, same. so so learning the wider histories and not just the ones that the whites tell us we can listen to and pay mm-hmm. attention to right mm-hmm. um you know Malcolm versus Mike or, or uh, Martin for example you know or just not being able to hear I guess the full richness of of our histories you know um and honestly I would say like if you don't know that you know trans, like everybody knows a trans person, whether or not you know it, right? But mm. if you're not aware of the trans people in your circle, 
we have the interwebs where you can literally talk to just anybody, right? And even if it's not to talk to like in a real time, but like follow Janet Mock. What's Laverne T- Cox talking about, right? Mm-hmm. You know, who are some of the other queer folk who are figuring it out? You know, look at a, a them, the the so, social media account, them dot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So there's many places where you can actually like learn a little bit more and like get immersed in it. And I think the biggest thing that I, you know, I feel like where where um that would actually make a change is like say something to your people, you know, mm-hmm. jokes are not jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Jokes turn into violence for right. a lot of us, right? So mm-hmm. disrupting um, dangerous, you know, jokes and memes and whatever else, right? You know, like where trans folk are always the butt of the joke or right. it's violence or whatever else. Um, um, but just in recent years, you know, like even just like on social media, like all these like, you know, some of my favorite black sites, I don't even go to the comments when they're like, what do you think about this? Like, that's mm-hmm. actually a very violent question right. for like, you know, mm-hmm. a shade room or whomever else to be like, just a, just a blanket, not like a whoa. We should let's protect all black exactly. women, right? Not exactly. just the cis ones, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do you think about this? Then it's all these deception and Jesus come now and all these other like really ignorant black tropes that I'm like, I'm just so over. You know, what I'm saying like, yeah. at least come up with something clever. Like New. that shit is so tired. Like yeah. if you're gonna disrespect me, disrespect me creatively because <laughs> this shit in it like it's yeah. hella stale. You know? Yeah. So being able to disrupt comments and like you know around you know Thanksgiving tables or 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 at work like. What are you willing to risk if you really say that you care about mm-hmm. us? You know, yeah, um, I and I can't that. determine for you what that risk is, right? You right. know, it's not for everybody to go get arrested or put their bodies on the streets, right? Um, but it may be that you're talking to the president of your job, like, hey, we have all these single stall bathrooms. Why are they gendered? Mm-hmm. Like it's a one at a time bathroom. Right. Why is there a man or you know, how many of us right. have gender bathrooms in our homes? <laughs> what is yeah. the gender of a toilet? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like the gender yeah. of a toilet is what? You know, mm-hmm. um, or even calling out bathroom laws. Um, they're written as though, you know, it's trans folk in the, enacting the violence when 0% of trans people have actually harmed people in bathrooms and almost 100% of cis men <laughs> right. are the ones who enact violence. Right. <laughs> yeah. But the, the laws are written for trans folk, right? right. So mm-hmm. interrogate that. That shit doesn't match. <clears throat> right. Mm-hmm. Call your, you know, yeah. all the young trans folk right now, all these laws and legislations and schools and whatnot, you know, Find out, you know, and, and listen and believe the young people. Like, what what are their needs? And then go to bat for them. Right. Are your pastors, what's coming out of the pulpits? Yeah. Call them out. Yeah. I also want to um, piggyback on something that you said. And if we decide that this is inappropriate, we can cut it. Because I'm kind of going off script. But I think um, I want to go back to what you said about, like, um, even asking that question is violent. Because we... What question? Um, when... Um, he was talking about uh, like the shade room just being like, what do you think about this? Okay. And that being like a blanketed right. question is mm-hmm. like kind of violent because we um, stop all these questions to someone else um, that we were asking if they wanted to be a guest on the show and were informed that our questions were um, not thought out enough or like were could be violent. Mm-hmm. And I think I just want to surface this because I feel like it was an opportunity for us to learn something that we couldn't learn because the conversation wasn't had with us and I try to um I don't this is probably not correct for me to do but sometimes when I'm having a hard time like understanding um where like queer people are coming from sometimes I try to think about like how white people talk to us about being black all the time Mm -hmm. and like sometimes I feel like in that lens of like well you can like look this up like you can you can learn you can like the onus of your education is not on us and I feel like that right. is true and valid. But I also feel like sometimes 
we miss an opportunity to explain real time person to person like where they went left or why this is wrong or what they can learn in this moment and instead we lose that by telling them to go do it themselves and they they don't or they do and it's not yeah. as impassioned as it could be because it's not coming from a person that they know mm-hmm. and so i i kind sure. of wanted to ask um were there questions here that we asked you that are completely inappropriate to ask um trans people in day to day and um how you contend with that um some of what those topics are what those boundaries may be and i i'm not asking you to speak for trans people like as a whole yeah but just like your experience of what that is and and what those lines are because i i do think that people are curious and it's not always from a standpoint of like wanting to be insidious but it is just from a standpoint of Mm. ignorance and so like how can we communicate that or help our listeners understand what what that means or is that's real yeah so for me, because of the invitation and who the invitation was from, it was an easy yes for me, right? Um, if this same invitation came from like, I don't know, some nice whites, TM, <laughs> I would have definitely been like, how much do you pay me to come do this? Mm-hmm. It's a very different, you know what I'm saying? So like, I I, I um, have gotten kind of follow y'all kind of peripherally. I did kind of binge listen before this moment, but, um, but be like, seeing how y'all hold space for the kinds of conversations you already have on other topics. I felt like it was safe enough for me to be like, all right, cool. I can get vulnerable. Um, I might be like tossing and turning to like, Oh shit. I said a whole bunch of stuff. Like there's things that I've just said here that I haven't even talked to people in my family. Oh, have not even heard or known. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, but again, I feel like for me, like this is all of who I am and I'm done hiding. You know, yeah. um, thank you for feeling and safe I've been hiding us. for like because I'm ashamed, but hiding because of safety. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like being able to. So my yes to y'all right was for me learning that. Well, one, the shame was never mine, even though it was mm. my weight to carry. Yeah. Um, and because of how y'all hold space for other difficult conversations, I felt OK to come here to have this difficult conversation. Station. Yeah, that um, is meaningful for us to hear. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of generally, kind of like, you know, uh, uh, actually when I was coming out, I was a pastor of a local church. And so I had to like be in the pulpit. I'm like, listen, y'all, <laughs> here's what's going on, right? Um, and my voice was dropping, like, do you have a cold? I'm like, nah, the tea is kicking in. It's cool, right? So having a somewhat public transition, um, one of the things I told them early on was like, listen, um, just as a general rule, if the thing that you want to ask this person is something they can ask you back without you feeling mm. like it was inappropriate, like if you're in a relationship where talking about what's in your pants or under your shirt or your clothes or whatever is awkward, <clears throat> don't ask them those questions, right? Yeah. Now, if that's how you roll, like, hey, look, let's talk about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and so I think um, asking yourself the question you're about to ask someone else, yeah. if they were yeah, to literally true. ask you the equivalent of what you're about to ask them, if it's inappropriate, don't, don't, don't open your mouth to say yeah. it, like, keep it to yourself, you know? Um, and you can literally go search online. Like, and some of us, you know, who are transitioning, but don't have any models. A lot of us had to use Google to find out like, well, shit, like, what can I expect when I start using hormones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I expect if I want to do a surgery, who do I go to to get a surgery that's not going to botch me? You know, and like all the different layers of just like having to exist as a trans person. Like, yes, it can be exhausting to have to like answer like, yeah, but who's, you know, like, no, have you had the surgery? Like <laughs> is, is an inappropriate question, for example. Right. Yes. One, yeah. Not a the surgery, but also 
we don't even talk about all the layers of like privilege of even being able to have access to a surgery. Right. Right. And even if you had that, trying to travel to someone who's not going to botch you or, you know, all the scary videos now, like yeah. you know, doctors or even surviving. Who, right. Right. Yeah. Right. All the loss along the way from my like, family who won't believe you or support right. you or whatever else and or jobs, you know, like we're chronically, you know, not either able to keep our employment or we get, you know, harassed and just all the layers, I guess, of violence. So I think, you know, just being mindful of the cis privilege that y'all have mm-hmm. um, in encountering, you know, a, a person who is trans, you know, especially as they're trying to figure out what that means for themselves, right. you know. Um, and I would say, you know, be a listening ear, like be, I guess, listen, ask questions for clarity and not curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing that I really actually hate is like, you know, some of my early dating months when I was like, look, let me just chill for a minute was how, you know, if someone wasn't like turned off, I guess, or completely just shutting down, like, oh, you're trans, like I'm out. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I feel like sometimes I was in, in, in like trying to pursue a relationship that really I had no business pursuing because they weren't <laughs> anti-trans. Um, mm. But then I ran into the issue of being like, now they're exotifying my body. Like, oh, mm. well, let me just see. I'm like, I'm not a fucking science experiment. Yeah. So never mind, you know. So just like layers of like, you know, asking questions again. If, if it's if it's like, why do I need to know this question? Yeah. If it's about clarity or knowing someone more fully, you know, I think that's maybe a place where you can like ask. And again, everyone's going to have a different threshold of for course. what those questions yeah, are. For sure. Right. If you're trying to be curious, ask Google, ask Siri, ask right. Alexa. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag like GTS. I have a quick question really? based on this. Have you ever felt like a fetish? Yeah. Oh, they, they're trans chasers. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how do you, how do you contend with that? Like, like trying to determine whether you genuinely want to know me as a person versus yeah. you like fetishizing me based on yeah. something. To, yeah. So I will say, I mean, um, I've, I guess like the more confident I am and just like, you know, not, I guess, seeking permission to be accepted. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's been like a long journey for me. Yeah. Like, oof. I know who I am. God knows who I am. God knew who, knew who I was even before I was aware of the, yeah. the possibilities, right? In your mother's mm-hmm. great diversity. Yeah. Um, And the more I've grown into that confidence, um, I'm happily single, maybe is my point. You know, so it's mm-hmm. like, you need to go get healed up. Right? Yeah. Or I'm not going to heal for you. Mm-hmm. And people name it as a trans issue, but I'm like, no, that's a transphobic issue. So mm, yeah. that's, you go pray about that shit. That's right. not mine. Yeah. Um, right. Wow. But also kind of what y'all were saying too, you know, is like, I feel like, you know, I, words are my art. So I feel like I, I will err on the side of like over communicating sometimes, mm-hmm. um, most times, but like, so I feel like, you know, being able to, again, in my own confidence, being able to discern the difference between like, okay. You just out here asking questions that, A, you literally could have looked that up on your own. And or if you have to ask me all your trans questions, mm-hmm. like, bro, we have a whole internet, a whole TikTok, a right. whole Instagram, a whole Facebook where these are like one-on-one things that you can literally find out. Right. Not in a relationship with someone else. Right. But if you can only come to me for that, like, we not, we're, yeah. that, we're not, we're not equals at that point, you know? Yeah. Um. So I may not maybe see that as like a trans issue, but like, I mean, same, you know, same as blackness, you know, even yeah. black people. Like, okay, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a lot. Yeah, so we season are. our chicken. Damn, yeah. like, you haven't seen. <laughs> was it yeah. naturally curly or do you have to, like, put things in it? Oh, my God. It feels so There's one lady at church that I was pastoring. She um was like, oh, my gosh. And then she was like, oh, wait, we're not supposed to do that anymore. She's about to, like, touch my hair. Not anymore. Not, not anymore. anymore. Man. I fell out. I fell out. I was like, oh, sweet. 
Well, at least she got taught. Yeah, no at least she been. stopped herself. Like, Arr. I have this older white man that like, like what? continues. <laughs> like, he would not stop. Like, it was almost like it became like a term of endearment. Like, for him to be like, what's the hairstyle this week? But happens to me a lot. It wasn't like <sighs> malicious, but it's annoying. Given the fact that it came from an old, older white man, you're like, come on. Like, you should know better. But I mean, and this probably, this probably gonna come off wrong. I mean, him being, okay. him being, <laughs> him being a white gay man, it was like, mm. like it's almost, oh. it's mm. different. Mm, it is. It's it different. So, yeah. Yeah, anyway. It, it is. An equivalent of that is, oh, what are your pronouns this week? This week. Oh, no. oh my gosh. Oh, oh, I love it. I would be uh, fighting people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Anyway, well, thank you. I'm so thankful for this conversation. We've been talking about this for a while, so the fact that we could have this, I'm so. I'm also very um, happy that you felt safe enough to have this conversation with us. Thank you very much. Yeah, Yeah. I. um, I Thank thank you you all. Yes, y'all out here like doing the Lord's work. No, I love this. I'm so. I've learned a lot. (laughs) Me too. Literally, us peripherally. We love the Lord, but we gangster them. Yes, no, I love Stop, this. But and we and yeah. yes. 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 that needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> right. We need merch. Right, Ooh, we, do. we do. All right. Well, one thing we gonna do is tangent. Okay, so today's tangent is. Let me find it. Okay, but something that is bizarre, weird, or off to you but is normal to everyone else or what is something that is normal to you, but is bizarre for everyone else. I can, I thought about, yeah, I thought about this because I have something that's normal to me, but I didn't realize it was weird to other people till later. Okay. I cannot sleep if I don't have socks on. Oh man. (gasps) I've heard of this I can't get my socks off in my sleep. I can't sleep. Like I need to be like cozy and warm. And if my feet aren't warm, I can't go to sleep. I literally use my feet directly. I will wake up in the middle of the night if I forget or if I fall asleep prematurely. I will put socks on, and everyone in my family. And I think it's so also because I can't fall asleep without socks on. But like, I can't stay asleep. Oh, okay. Oh. I can't. And oh, my mom, I think it's, she's always like, "Put some feet up, put some socks on. You can't be walking around this cold floor with socks." Like it's just mm-hmm. like ingrained in me. Even Trey, like he'll say, "Like, oh, I don't want to wear socks." I'm like, "No, you're sleeping in socks." Like you, oh, baby. Not yeah, pushing right. your weird tip on your child. Yeah, it's trauma. We're passing along this trauma. That's terrible. It is. I'm sorry, son. <laughs> Do you but it guys is what it is. Have answers. I didn't know it was weird until I was like in relationship. They're like, why are you sleeping in the socks? I was like, doesn't everyone? And they're like, no. Mm. <laughs> no. I can't. No, no. It's not like a deal breaker for me either. It's way. a deal breaker for me. I need socks. Okay. All mm. right. Feel strongly okay. about that one. Right. Also, don't put your feet on me either without oh, socks. Can we move on? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, sure. <laughs> not cut your, <laughs> cut your weird out. Weird. Yeah. Anyone else? We can go talk about spaghetti and fried chicken or fish too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I feel some type of way about that. Like spaghetti uh, by itself is not a meal. It is spaghetti by itself. Wait, it's, it's, it has no, meat in it and everything. Wait, do you meat pasta sauce? That's it. No. Do you not, so you eat spaghetti like solo? No fried chicken, no fish. No, that's like a bonus meal. No, 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 right? no, 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 no. Spaghetti by itself is not a meal. You need fried chicken or you need fried fish. No. Together. If anything, maybe spaghetti the, is a side. The, uh, the, or the fresh um, can I be feel a like side. mac and cheese. <laughs> the Olive Garden. Normalized. Olive Garden. Uh, Unless you're Italian. Salad. Unless you're Italian. <laughs> but niggas? 
I've never had spaghetti by itself unless I was at an Italian restaurant or in Italy. Oh. Okay. Flex. Um, <laughs> okay. you saying it's like you've been in more countries and all right, this combined. Okay. Yeah, what's your passport look like? Okay, okay. Anyway. second or third one. It looks like nothing because I, it's brand new. Okay. Yeah, not so, you ran out the last right, one. Right, not your new one because your um, name just changed. Mm, a lot anyway. of shrapnel that I'm receiving. Um, Anyone else? Okay. I was going to say, I'm drinking pickles out the jar. You drink pickles? And the juice. Wow, like, straight out the jar? I'll drink the pickle juice so that way the pickles are open that I can like eat them without oh, dipping my finger. I want my finger oils in wait, the wait, pickle wait, juice. Wait, 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 you know they make jars for this on Amazon, right? Wait, what? <laughs> you don't just take the pickle out? No, because, okay, I'm the one who eats, it's those like sweet gherkins, those little ones. So if you just dip your finger in the juice. Oh, like a single one. Why don't you just take a fork? Because you got to do this the whole time. <laughs> pick up, right? Yeah. Wait, I just bought an individual no. pickle oh, yeah. in the pack that you get from the corner store. No, So you buy the jar expecting there not to be juice? No. 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 I open it and there's juice at the top. Okay. I don't want to just pick the pickle out because now my finger oils are going to be in the juice. So I'll like drink some of the juice down and then I'll like eat the pickles that are above the sounds like a stomach ache. Okay, but on Amazon they make they make those jars that like um it separates the juice from the pickle. So like That's you can sit them in the fridge and so you can leave them in the juice, but then when you want to take one out, you flip it over and the juice goes down and you can just pull out a pickle. Or you can use a fork. I will look that up. They said they want to use a fork. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. There's this is no free judgment zone. You have a few? Close it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. that is weird, but I feel you. <laughs> I mean, at least I don't wear socks at night. Touche. We can never sleep together because I need my partner to wear socks. I love it. <laughs> Terrible. I okay. So, it. my um, weird thing um, that is normal to everyone else is mayonnaise. I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand who decided that eggs and oil needed to come together and be Delicious. a condiment. I don't know who saw an egg and was like, you know what? I want to spread that on everything. Yeah, Caucasian. What's a way that I can do that? Do you remember Undercover Brother when he was when they? Do you guys remember that movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. Not to that extreme. I need a condiment. Yeah. It doesn't have to be mayonnaise, but there needs to be a condiment on the sandwich. Like the rebrand of aioli, I I kind of get. I kind of understand. Want that. You don't but like aioli? I, I think I'm racist no. against sauces because I don't like ranch either. You don't either. like sauce? No, I think I'm, I'm racist <laughs> against sauces. So I don't exactly. People, it gets me. It's I don't like white sauces. So I don't like uh, Alfredo sauce. I don't oh, like Alfredo's oh, mayonnaise. I don't like Wow, you're ranch. racist. <laughs> I am. I accept that. I love all these sauces. I want to. I, I love a good sauce. <laughs> I love sauce. I just don't like those ones. Hmm. But all right, they mm. have to be of color. Yeah, they do. Oh wow! Okay, sorry. Did you have one of you? I think mine. It's interesting because I was like, oh, I think mine might be like, um, I've talked about this before, but like people's need for cheese on everything. Mm -mm. Like I just don't. I I like macaroni and cheese. Yeah, right. Like get the behind Satan, but it's purposeful. It's purposeful, but. At, on everything, cheese don't make it taste better. It don't. It really depends on what it is, but I do enjoy a good burger, no cheese. I do. And no sauce? 
No, I'm having sauce. Who said okay. no sauce? No I'm, cheese. Listen, I'm just trying to figure out where we draw the line in the sand. Yeah, no. I'm mm-hmm. I want both, honestly. I want a good cheese and I want sauce. I mean, then that's fine. Is that what we're going to eat after this? Probably tacos, mm. for okay. sure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I might walk okay, and go get an empanada. I have a couple of things. Um, so I have one more. The, the first one is eggs and macaroni and cheese. It does not belong. You do not need eggs in your macaroni and cheese mm. in order for it to taste good. bomb. Who going to check me? Look at our reels. <laughs> they know what it is. I've had good macaroni and cheese with an egg. Yeah, me too. They know what it is. Okay, you feel strongly right. about all right, that. She said it's all in the room. Okay. Yeah, it is. Right. It is all in the room. And then the other thing mm-hmm. is hot McDonald's french fries and um, the ice cream that they have together. Use your ice cream to Wendy's scoop Frosties. it. I agree. Yeah. Frosties and Wendy's particularly. Yeah. They're Frosties yeah. and fries. Yes. McDonald's, I'm Never. not so like that's, I mean, no, it, no it depends, on, it depends on my on my mood. Sometimes I will go get fries from McDonald's and a frosty from Wendy's and Mm-mm. scoop it. That I, I do understand that too. I don't know something about Wendy's fries because they're more like potatoey versus yeah. McDonald's like, substance. Yeah. yeah, like they're too. But they're I'm, limp, which yeah, I yeah. don't. I think I, mean, I, I love s- not uh, a limp. Not a limp. chicken nuggets together because they have to go together no i have to eat them at the same time no. like i need a bite of a french fry and i need a bite of a nugget the only time that i eat no. i start eating french fries first only because i'm nervous that they're gonna get cold that yeah. part. so i start eating them and then i eat all my chicken nuggets really fast and then i finish the fries oh i have to eat them like i'm more like well it depends on where yeah. you're going if you go to chick-fil-a eat the lord's chicken <laughs> and i hate chick-fil-a's french fries they're so gross i'm not eating, I'm not oh, I eating their, french their french fries, fries. i hate their french fries but i'm getting something else but I need to say this one thing that is a norm for me that is not normal to other people. Mm-hmm. But I've also been told that this is for people of color. That you have Who to back your... I don't think it's outside. Yeah. 
I want to make sure that all, outside, I want to make sure that everybody knows this that you're supposed to back your car in when you park in a parking lot. Preach, tell me. You do okay. not back your car in. That is a safety <laughs> procedure. Unless you're at Costco. No. Okay, oh, well, but even then if, it's hard. if you if you know your car, like me, I can back in and leave it just enough space where my back hatch will fly up. And no, I can no, still no. insert my groceries. No, I disagree. Unless if you're no, at Costco Nicole and you're not on a sidewalk. So that yeah, that's true. Your, your <laughs> parking is different from the rest of us. <laughs> but at Costco, you car back there? unless you are backing up to a sidewalk, you're, you need to drive in. It I actually mean, annoys no, me I when I go to Costco you, and you don't back it in. Sometimes it is aggravating, when, especially when you have a, a shit ton of stuff yes. and you can't get it on the car. Yes. But for me, it's also more aggravating when I have to wait there five minutes. And to get wait out. for somebody to let me out because I'm that trying to back car. out into traffic. Oh, well, then you just back car. up. Like, you're going to move. No, I understand that. Are you going to die the or are you going to move? That walk behind <laughs> you, the cars that speed <laughs> pass behind you, it's like you're constantly having to be like, nah, yeah. nah. I'm Same. like, I'm going to go. Because <laughs> what are you going to do? Risk your life over some eggs and some um, some laid potato chips? All I'm no, saying, you're okay, going to back outside up. Of Costco, you you're not. Outside of Costco, oh, if you're not backing your car in, then we need to have a conversation. Oh, I know. Maryland Costco's are different. Okay, I'm going to close this conversation with um, the thing that is weird to me that is normal to everybody else is the news. What? Because it's not yes. news. It, it's all that shit is for yeah, ratings. And yeah. it's, it's a I lot of it is misinformation. Uh, and, and, yeah. But people yeah. go there to get information. Uh, at least yeah. you and would really end, up. like, on a serious note. <laughs> Weirdo. It, that is the thought. That, that's <laughs> a lot of is bizarre. The news. Can I check in yeah. that something is weird? Yeah. 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 Huh? Yeah. Y'all oh, yeah. make when you eat cashews, do you like make butter in your mouth before what? you swallow? What does that mean? How what? much do you have to chew for that to be the you reality? Like nut butter in your mouth. Okay. <laughs> no. This just took a turn. But I want to know what you mean. How much are you chewing it? Yes, and how many? Yeah, yeah, y'all just like be eating cashews and you just, it you becomes, let it sit on like, cashews is not something you just like go, you know, you just like, like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> why are you can like you call this? the word as cashews, please? Cashews <laughs> 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 Why did you have to hold your hand like that? <laughs> <laughs> I felt it. Pee, wait, you let the nut sit in your mouth before you before you swallow? Is that your thing? I just want to clarify. We're moving on. <laughs> Got it. It's a weird oh, thing. Something like, like, what else is there to do? I'm just asking clarifying questions. I can what Google it if you prefer. Tangented more than any other tangent has, has ever tangented. Let's move on. It's not on Google. That's why I asked. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Listen, I'm just trying to learn. All right, this apparently was not a safe space for that question. <laughs> Oh, no, let's just go to aftershave. Okay. Let's go straight to it. We've okay. been talking for a long time. We have. Okay. Um, who oh. wants to go first? I'm sorry. Uh, people, you do and are fully aware of what aftershave is. Just want to make yeah. sure we're good. All right. Who would yeah. like to go first? I guess I can go. I really like the gem that um, people had dropped earlier in the episode about just like everyone. If there's just an equal opportunity for everyone to disclose there would just be a lot less of people feeling deceived or deception or of us having to mm. qualify who you are or what you are or what you like or what have you. 
I think this really just centers around communication when mm -hmm. um, before, no matter where you are and you're getting to know someone or relationship phase, talking to someone, being open and honest about what you like, what you don't like, what you want and being honest about who you are would just solve a lot of things. So yeah, I just right. want to encourage our listeners to feel comfortable in who they are. Um, I think we are getting to a point in society where a lot of things are being normalized, where you don't have to qualify things and where we're just being very comfortable and people being comfortable in their own skin and who they are. And so I honestly look forward to the fact, to the point in life where we don't have to say what our sexual preference is or who we're dating or having to come across that way because it's just normal to just be who you are and being comfortable in your skin. So I just really want to encourage our listeners to be comfortable, um, love who you are, be comfortable in who you are and that you are going to find people that love you genuinely for who you are and that that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Can, can I go? For, oh, first. Yeah. Before I forget. Okay. Second. second. Um, sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm see. That's why I need to go. <laughs> and you're sober. Weird. I know. Maybe I need a drink. Um, okay. What I would like to affirm to our listeners is a lot of what Carol mentioned about communication. But I also think it's important to know that differences don't mean opposition. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, the ops. Right. That you can use your communication skills in whatever form that looks like. Um, I think earlier today, some, uh, we talked about com written communication being your strong suit. And if that's what it is, then utilize that to create safe space for, for everybody involved. It doesn't just have to be for that individual. And just remember to, I mean, like I said, just, just because you're different doesn't mean you are opposing as long as you, or just work hard at embracing people's differences. So then that way mm -hmm. we can be in a very open and receiving atmosphere to allow people to be however weird or not weird as they want to be, because that is their prerogative. And that is all. Yeah. yeah. I'll go next because mine was very similar. Um, I kind of want to piggyback on a point that um, people made earlier about just um, believing people yeah. in their realities. Oh, yeah. And how simple that can be if you don't bring your own baggage into it mm -hmm. and that you ca cause so much less harm by doing that um, than by trying to have a conversation that tries to sway, change, meet or any of that um, than anything else. And to be part of the support system is so much better than being a voice of protection or whatever you think that you're doing that is actually causing more harm than just meeting someone where they are and that can be <clears throat> true in a vast number of scenarios um outside of just the conversation around gender so that's my affirmation for today people you okay with um signing off for us with the last affirmation you good with that sure okay sure. all right so then i'm gonna go next and i think uh, for me, uh, this conversation highlighted uh, for me that we need to remember that we are all um, in this process of growing into who we are. Um, I want there to be a, a softness, not only with our own selves, but I want there to be a softness for others that I think that we are not allowing to happen. So I'm going to affirm for our listeners that the softness you seek for others to have with you is the same softness that others are seeking for you to have with them. And mm -hmm. if we are going to mm -hmm. get into a space of being able to one day not have to disclose or 
when we are disclosing it being something that everyone does so everyone feels apart instead of being ostracized let's remember that the reason that we're seeking those things is because we all are seeking in our own personal journeys to be loved and affirmed for wherever we're at all the same ways i don't think that any one person it be it when if we're dealing with our own sexuality or if we're dealing with our gender if we're dealing with um uh what our blackness means to us being a uh, a woman being um uh for our our, our non-black individuals for just reconciling what that looks like for you and how you've played a role and trying to find a way to be soft with other people there's always going to be somebody that's going to be dealing with something that you may have different differentiated or made to be feeling like there's 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 something that you can't quite understand. And we just need, I want to affirm for all of us that the softness that you will receive is the one in which you have to also give to others as well. Um, I, we were talking earlier and the thing that thought stuck out the most to me is that um, because I have been loved and affirmed by all the people um, that I'm speaking to right now, I've able, been able to grow into a person that I'm okay with, but it mm -hmm. takes some people being soft and people understanding that while I need that softness, I also want to give that softness yeah. so we can all grow into the people we need to be. So I affirm for everybody, yeah. if you're taking that time to be able to do that with other people, you will be able to cultivate that within your own life and be able to make this world a little bit better and a little bit brighter for those who are really struggling when they don't have those same things. Amen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Lord. Oh, God. So um, I learned this chant uh, on the streets of Ferguson by Asada Shakur. Um, it is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to win. We must love each other and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. Mm -hmm. And that was like a thing, you know, I had it as a mantra, right? And so um, fast forward a couple of years after the 2016 election, I was struggling with just a whole bunch of stuff, right? And um, a dear friend of mine who I met on the streets of Ferguson, um, a Black Jewish trans man <laughs> of my age, um, was like, you know, I've been studying Torah for a while and uh, I actually want to revise that. It's not our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to know that we are free. Mm -hmm. That's so good. I want to share that with the listeners, Ooh, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, when they first shared it with me, I was like, yeah, but they still out here killing us. But I keep reflecting on it. And it's actually literally shifted the whole trajectory of my life. Mm. If it is my duty to know that I'm free, I move differently. I'm not begging for acceptance. I'm not begging for scraps and crumbs that people will gift me with, right? Um, when I know that God prepared a full meal, mm -hmm. abundance, to be out here begging for Preach. someone's scraps, right? Yeah. And so my affirmation for all of us, you know, and especially for those of us who are struggling with any kind of um, societal otherness, trans folk, I'm looking at you and the many other ways, right? It is your duty to know that you're free. Mm -hmm. Your job, your school, your family, your 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 state, your politicians, your country may not understand that yet. But it is your duty to know that you are free, mm -hmm. not just to know that you're free, but to live like you're free, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. Everybody may not know it yet, and I want to also this affirmation that I may not know you but I do know that I love you truly and deeply from my hair follicles to my toenails. Jesus. And it matters to me that you are here 
that you are well, that you are seen, that you are loved, that you have the space to be who the fuck you need to be. Yeah. Because God already ordained that shit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It is our duty to know that you are free. It is your duty to know that we are free. And I know I can't be free if you're not free. And so that is my affirmation for all of us that we may even taste a little bit that freedom so we remember that delicious taste or we can come back to it you know if your freedom doesn't have mayo on it you don't have to <laughs> if it's got pickle juice on it so be it right? <laughs> but your taste buds were made for you yeah your freedom is important to me for our freedom together mm. oh, until that. you know that i'm gonna hold that for you yeah oh no, I love this. That, that was great. Awesome. Yeah, we, we passed the collection play twice. Yeah, we would right. usually have a hand clap um, sound for you, but um, that side of our soundboard is off today, so uh, we'll do it in real time. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for talking yes, to us today. so much. It was such a pleasure oh, having you. you. Yes, thank, thank you. you. So if you're ever in the D.C. area, please oh. hit up Saya. We can come and chat in person. I know we would all love that. Very much so. Absolutely. Yes. Already know. We love that. We love that. Yes. Awesome. And bring um, awesome. too. So, well, before we leave, our if our listeners want to engage with you socially, do you, would you mind sharing your social media handles or? It might only be like twelve yeah. people, but I mean, <laughs> don't no, expect funny, your mentions cause... to be in shambles. <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> yeah. Um. About that. Yeah. So I'm actually in the process of like cleaning up my digital presence. Um. Or trying to be a little more active. So, um. I'm more like kind of professional. You know fancier words you know i'm at rev langeni r-e-v-l-a-n-g-e-n-i or just revlangeni.com um but my kind of like my personal not so active presence you know where i'm like sharing memes and funny things um <laughs> is uh the piwa t-h-e-p-h-i-w-a um and it's mostly on instagram but uh yeah so at rev langeni or at the piwa Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Yes. Thank, you. Thank you so much. I love that uh, Instagram Thank is your you main all. your main Red. social media too. Yeah. Yes, yes we're only on Instagram. <laughs> yes, and YouTube. Yeah. Had like a quiet exodus from Facebook. I'm like, hello. Mine was not quiet. Mine was immediate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only on there to wish family members happy birthday. Yeah. Not even. So I don't have to call. <laughs> not even. Wow, we're terrible. <laughs> all right, y'all. We'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. Right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Take care. Thank you.